0: Listening to the best of Ron and Fess on Raw Dog Comedy Hits, Channel 99.
1: <laughs> okay, let's get down to it, Poppers. I don't know Yeah, buddies <laughs> It's the Run the Face Show on a Friday. Fun Fridays. Fun Friday, everybody. I hope you're doing, I uh, hope you're dancing. I am. Like Dancing Bear to this music. <laughs> you're too young probably to remember Dancing Bear. Right? I don't remember Dancing Bear. Dancing Bear uh, used to be on the Captain Kangaroo show. Maybe we can get a piece of him up there. But he used to dance like people would dance on Quailings. So kind of slow dance. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, You know, I knew a guy. Oh, he was actually a very, very funny comic named uh, Bobby Woods, and he looked like the captain. He looked like Captain Kangaroo, and uh, except for that, he partied. It would be very weird to be partying with Captain Kangaroo. There's Dancing Bear. That bears off. It's basically the way we were dancing to our intro music. (laughs) Sounds like a fish show, too. Yes, we're sick, but God damn it, we're in here working today. Why? Because we love you. We love you, and that's why we came in here and just started working. What's it feel like to be loved that much? Did you see the things in the news today, Chris? Oh, my God, crazy. They're very, very, I mean, I don't even want to touch them but i was surprised by a couple things that football game oh, last night oh oh i'm shocked by the baseball scores how did, how did that even happen and quite frankly i'm shocked about the latest scandal that's out there today that the person's insane or persons they're done that person or, or or persons need to be put to death
2: immediately. Is there a hit
1: squad the government has? All right, we're gonna we've got to come clean. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: this is not a live show. We wanted it to be, but I'm sick and and oddly, Chris, you still are, and I don't like that because I need to do the MS and I When I see how you look after a week. I'm worried I'm going to be in that condition during the MS. We
2: got to get you strong, strong and healthy.
1: If I don't get better and I go out and do these two big on mass, I mean we're looking at, you know, Dane Cook. Still some tickets available for that because we're doing it at Carolines. Go to the for that, the uh, but Dane Cook and Russell Brand, two giants of comedy. Huge. One from England, one from America. That's true, Chris. They're across the pond. Uh, Jeremy Coleman, who is an expat from England, I don't even know if you knew that. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, I I did know it. Uh, Because unlike you, I talk to bosses. I'm not afraid of them, and I don't run out when they're here. Uh, But he, for the first time ever has expressed interest in Unmasked and said, Could I get two tickets to the big unmasked show to see Russell Brand? Because my family, well, we lacks the English comedies. So I said Yes you could, if you get, if you show everybody your little short schoolboy English outfit, because one time he told us that he had to wear those when he was in school, and we were like, "Let us see the picture." And he goes, "Look, if you guys ever get any number one ratings in New York City, if uh, you know, you you, you get to be number one in men or whatever, I will show you the picture." Boom. We hit all the numbers, we get the bonuses, we go out to dinner, and like a true champion, he gives us the picture to sit around and laugh at. And it's, like, amazing. I mean, like, you only wish you could have heard, like, Kink's music or something in the background, but... uh, this is the the thing about like how weird life is. We're like, look at us You know, he's like, Guys, you realize that you beat the Yankees and mail demos during the summer? This is impossible. And we're all like, Oh my god, this is great. And he's like, We're all going to be happy for the rest of our lives. We now have a hit show to go along with O and A's hit show, and I can build upon that and we're going to turn this WNEW radio station uh into something great. Now he goes, I want to sit down and talk to you about some ideas. Come in a little later in the day, O&A are doing the Sex for Sam thing, and then after that, we'll plan out our our relaxing, exciting, number one future. And we're like, yeah. And then that was like a great night because we're at some steakhouse where Fez ate like a 68-ounce 60, oh. steak. And it was actually cold by the time he was done. Uh, he hadn't had one heart attack yet. And he finished. He had, at the time, seven 7s seven Jesus. And he ate the sides. Because we're yelling, don't eat the sides. He's like, I got to have the sides. And then he had a chocolate souffle. This is a fez that none of you guys have ever met before. No, he was a blast. He was, uh, yeah, we were at Morton's, and he was a big drinking. And then we, they, because he ate so much, and we, and everything was great. They gave us the lamps to take home. We had the little pig lamps, and we all have our own lamps to remember that wonderful night. The night before sex for Sam, when all of our dreams were going to come true, you know, it was like you meet a like you're in the navy and you're and you're dancing with a pretty girl, and you give her a kiss at midnight, and you'd be like, "All right, this is going to be great. I love you. I got to get back to work. I'm in Pearl Harbor, Uh, but it's 1941, and nothing could go wrong. But that's what it looks like in my memory." Oh my God. That's all you have to get me after all that I gave you. I'm in know. here. I'm spitting fucking stories. I'm sick, Chris. Yeah, I, I know. Okay? I got you I saying. gave you this long, beautiful story about life and love and heaven and hell and God and the devil. And you give me. A hand, buddy. I don't know what to say. Oh Fappening Oh Bitcoin Oh Cubsies so, Oh boy I got a fucking bad cold Yeah <laughs> Yeah that was me Well you better than that fucking <laughs> Fucking teacup Called uh, Shelby Still no fez yet huh Has, Have you talked to him I've talked to him a couple times
2: I have not talked to him On the phone Yeah uh, He sent me an email Saying I'm home Yeah I feel bad oh. But I'm home I was like alright
1: I said to him uh, How many days Do you plan on fa- faking this
2: Did he give you a number Can I get over You, you know over?
1: what You never even brought This up to me yet Oh how, what happened To your thumb Well I'm gonna tell you A long story uh, Shelby I want you To look over at my thumb So I'm gonna tell you This whole thing In a way that Well just remember I'll get to the thumb Okay So the other night, I'm having a dream. Now, I don't like to talk about dreams, and I don't like to hear other people's dreams. These are two things that annoy me. Uh, The other thing that annoys me are the Chinese and when women have an opinion. About where we should go out to dinner. And I think I'm like all people when it comes to that. I'm like all guys. Like you, shut up and talk. I pick the food, okay? I'll br- I'll take you over to your dad's house right now and slap you around in front of him. You know, I'm like any other guy. I'm just like a regular <laughs> fellow. So I'm having this dream. I'm laying down in my bed. It must have been the early start of the fever that started this. So I have this dream that my brother and I are walking along a river. It's a place I've never been before. And my brother, we're this age that we are now, but my brother is pointing things out to me like, oh, this is the strongest river in North America. And look at the way it goes into a fall there. And look at the way the water comes up. The water will start to run upstream on top of the water that's going downstream. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, that is odd. But I'm not Realizing I'm in a dream, it's inception. This stuff does. It couldn't even take place. Yeah. What I just saw, and yet I keep walking. Instead of being amazed, so I walk down. I'm kind of walking in front of him, and I'm at the kind of the riverbed itself. And there's big river rocks you ever been around a river before, Chris, yeah. that isn't the East River? Yes. You know, like a nice mountain river, nice mountain stream. Connecticut. There are large, yeah, okay, Connecticut could be a place. But I'm thinking more like of a mountain place, like if you're out west, and there's big uh, rocks that rep, that have been moved there from the river, and now they've all washed up. And I'm I'm walking across these rocks, and I walk past a man, and he has, kind of has a bandsaw, sitting a bandsaw, and he's cutting these rocks in half. And I think to myself, well, that's some job. For somebody to have I guess he comes here and cuts these rocks and sells them into something and I walk by him and I'm jumping from rock to rock and then I notice that the riverbed is dry and I'm like that's weird I was just looking at a raging river not 20 yards ago this river bed is dry and it's the end of a river, but how could that be? There's no lake. I didn't see it, you know, going into a cave. So I turned around and yell to my brother, "Where's the where's the river at?" The guy from the band the, the bandsaw now has that fucking saw up through his hand, right? Okay. So he's holding on with a towel, a uh, uh this. Some saw through his hand, and he's fucking looks at me. He goes, Thanks for jumping around so much out here. You made this saw go through my hand. So I'm furious. I'm fucking pissed that he would say this to me. And I yell back, Take it easy, knife hand. And immediately of me saying that, I thought to myself, I gotta come up with such a better line. I'm like, There's gotta be a Jesus joke there or something. Boom, I wake up. I'm still pissed at that guy. Still pissed that I didn't get off a good line. It was a day that you were calling me, and I just kept oh, yeah. rushing in. Yeah. On the way here, instead of thinking about the stuff you were telling me about, I'm thinking about that crazy dream. knife hand, blah, blah, blah. I do a piece of work here, and let me tell you something, folks. I gave them more entertainment than they paid for. I mean, I think SiriusXM even understands that they pay X and they get back XY Uh, so that night I'm making a little blue apron for myself and I'm cutting up an onion and take a sharp knife and slice it through my thumb I have become knife hand in about 12 hours time you think you did that on purpose? I don't know. Obviously it would be subconscious. It would never be like I would know on purpose I would go, I'm going to cut my thumb. I can I can assure you that never took place. Chris, look at me. Yeah. I did not try to commit suicide on my thumb. Okay. But it's a strange thing, right? I do a joke calling someone knife hand. In a year of cooking with blue apron. And using sharp knives, I'm not going to brag about my sharp my knife skills, but they're greatly improved. All right, like I can sit, Mike. I dice an onion in seconds.
2: Can you julienne? Can you julienne like a carrot?
1: I know you're doing that because you've seen stupid, fucking UHF infomercials. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be in this conversation with you, Chris. Okay. I'm talking about preparing food, and you're going into julienne fries. Uh. But anyway, I want you to work on that, find out if there's something wrong with my subconscious. Now, we're going to play some best stuff for people. Now, normally, if we play a best of, we just throw some stuff on from the last week. I've gotten enough complaints that I said to Chris yesterday, and I'm speaking to you from yesterday. I'm a time traveler, ladies and gentlemen. Um. but I said I'm going to be here with you, and we're going to pick out some stuff. And some of our, po- I'm going to tell you what was one of the all-time most popular bits we've ever done. How many six-year-olds can you beat up? I know it because people still come up to me and they say we've been in this debate, or we heard your thing on the internet or something. Yeah. How many six-year-olds can you beat up? How many how could I? No, I'm saying that's what we're going to run. Yes. I'm not going to slow it down with us. Now, I know what you're thinking, Chris. Hey, this isn't from the Raw Dog era. I'm going to play both parts now.
4: Hey, Ron, this
1: isn't from the Raw Dog area. I'm going to play things from the Raw Dog era. Chris, I don't care. The folks that are new to the show, this is probably five, six years ago. I haven't heard it in all that time. We're playing it for you out of love. I needed to take today off, because I got these big unmasks coming up next week, and I wanted to be healthy. I said to Fez, Fez, would you take over the show on Friday? And he said, I plan on faking it until at least Monday. So we couldn't get him in. But this, older than before, yeah. how many six-year-olds... And, and, and Shelby, thanks for jumping in. It was a blast, you know, improvising with you today. I think it's what the kids call riffing, right? How many six-year-olds can you beat up?
0: This is the best of Ron and Fez. All
1: right, uh, this came up, Fizz. I got an email. This one came in, uh, and I read it, and I thought I'd save it for you for during
4: the show. All right, now this email. The postman's been here already? Postman. No, Fez, this came through on the computer. Email. How do they put it in the computer? You know, I know that you're not Did up there. You with... cram
1: a letter in the hard drive? What happened to It's there? not like that. It's electronic, Fez. You and I are the first show ever to use electronic mail, or email, as I call it. And my belief is this in the future, this is how all e- a mail will be sent from one computer to another. Listen to this, would you please?
0: And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. Oh, now I get it. Electronic
1: mail. By the way, take care of Greg on two. He's sitting there waiting for you, Harry. All right, here's the email. This comes from uh, Jared Fez. And it said, uh, Ron and Fez, how many nine-year-olds could you beat up in a ring? Now, all the kids are normal, non retarded just normal. How many nine-year-olds?
4: All right, just average American nine-year-olds. Uh, I think three. You are kidding me. (laughs) Three I could take out. You can only beat up three
1: nine-year-olds? Yeah, I think that's a lot. And by the time the fourth came in, you would be, what,
4: overpowered? Oh, my arms would be down by my sides at that point. I'd be so blown up, there's no way. Three is three punches. So that's over quickly. First
1: nine-year-old comes out, bam, he's down. And then the other one's looking around like, wow, what the fuck? As I get in the ring, I know I'm getting knocked mm-hmm. out. So even if I know I'm not going to knock the kid out, the kid ain't going to want to fight after I hit him again. And I'm not bragging about, you know, I'm not saying how many adults I could beat, but I'll, I'll,
4: there will be a pile of nine-year-olds I'll be knocking mm-hmm. out. A pile of them. A pile of them. Not I, three. I would be in a whirling dervish at that point. Yes, they're like, coming at me from three different directions. My head doesn't even spin. I'll beat those kids up like they were the
1: well, like they were the crazy eighty eights. I'll just be
4: <laughs> bam, bam.
1: There's they no. Not, it's one punch a kid. Yeah. Uh, a nine year old can't take two punches from a full grown man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna come closer to a thousand of them.
4: A thousand? Yeah. There is no way you would be totally overwhelmed by a thousand. How could you be? Anyone would be. How are they going to take you down? Just by the sheer numbers of them. You get one on your back, you get a couple hanging onto your legs, and BAM! It- BAM! They're going down. You're kicking, you're punching.
1: And also, this is set up, like he says, in a ring. I don't know whether it's the full reign of a thousand, like you're talking about, or is it one at a time? 'Cause at what chance you get to have a thousand people in a ring?
4: It's gotta be a big
1: ring. You know it's coming one at a time. You're coming in like that, crazy eighty eight style. I don't see it as being a big deal. Earl, how many? Um I'll
5: be very conservative, six or seven.
1: Six or seven?
5: that's twice me i'm being very conservative
1: though. i never want to get into a scrap with you guys i never want to be in a situation where i got like earl and fez have my back well now
5: nine-year-old i mean like well all at once or a time limit or i'm not really sure how many well
1: earl you know as as you hit one nine-year-old it's
5: over right yeah nice nice swift kick in the stomach it's and yes over. <laughs> that ends it so
1: you know you could do that more six or seven <laughs> times Again, I'm being very, very careful. I see Master Poe. Let's bring Master Poe in, because this is an interesting thing, and we should have somebody who understands the martial arts to help us out here.
4: Well, this will add a scientific view to it.
1: Yeah, and we know this is going to be the high end. All right, Master Poe, you're in a ring. They're sending nine-year-olds at you, one after another. How many, before you finally go, I can't take it anymore, and you you surrender to them, how
6: many could you beat?
4: Nine-year-olds? Yeah
6: you want me to hit a nine-year-old?
4: yeah Yeah. they're not retarded or anything they're just normal nine-year-olds if if they're retarded I'll take maybe
1: one or two tops because they have superhuman strength
6: fifty will go down
1: fifty will go down easy I think it's even more than that I think you're gonna go way
4: higher than that there's no way I would get close to double digits it's not happening what is wrong with you you have the ability to punch right? I have the ability to punch but I know my wind Got, I know I'm not gonna outlast more than three.
6: You're gonna have four that will attack your right leg. Four will attack your left leg, uh, he, he, and the other ones will jump on your neck. Yeah, but kick I don't. You in the, yeah, uh, my
4: neck is snapped. Great, right, thanks.
6: In the light right, hold, bulb.
4: Hold on, I don't know how
1: organized they are. I don't know if they put this together in some kind of an art of war thing. Nine-year-olds have uh, definite ADD situations where they can't follow along. And I'm saying this: as soon as you bust the face. Uh, the first nine-year-old, you don't think the other ones are going to be freaked out? When I was nine, I was I, this was a, a sound of alarm for me and my friends. Teenager, you would have you heard one of your friends yell the term "teenager"? If there was eight of you, you would run because you would be petrified of them. That's, I see fear with nine-year-olds.
6: Yeah, that's true. You'll have about twenty or thirty of them will run away. Yes. As soon as you do that, you'll if you punch someone in the face, thirty will will run.
1: I know, I know we've got to be talking hundreds. I honestly believe hundreds. I think it's going to be like if a fox ran into the chicken coop. I think it's going to be the same type of situation.
4: The lion around the zebras. See, I just see the chickens still coming at me.
1: Have they ever? Have you ever heard, hey, did you hear about that fox that got killed by 30 chickens? They could probably do it, Fez, except for they don't believe it. Hey, Richard, you're on a Fez.
7: Hey guys, calling yeah. from Las Vegas. I don't know if I'm your first caller from Vegas or not, but I love the new show.
1: Thank you very much, buddy.
7: And uh, I think uh, Ron, I think you're overestimating this, and Fez is going a little under. I'm six foot seven, two hundred and thirty pounds. From Grenoble, France. I figure, what's that? Go ahead. I figure I can take on twenty five or thirty nine year olds at the most because you ever seen a nine year old get pissed and uh, you get three or four of them attached to each leg and uh, they happen to bring you down. I
1: suppose they grab your legs like Master Pose and you just start bringing a hammer down on their heads. They're going to let go. A nine-year-old has never really... You know, a lot of times when you're nine, you don't even want to punch in the face or get punched in the face. And I'm talking about showing these kids and just lighting them up and breaking a jaw.
7: Nine-year-olds in the nose, in the face, uh, they're probably going to go running off to mommy. So, could...
1: <laughs> Right. But uh, t-
7: 25 or 30 of them jump on your back and, and clamp around your uh, legs. They might be able to bring you down and do some damage.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go to Pete here. Pete, you're on the Rana Fez Show. How you doing, buddy?
8: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Look, you're talking about the nine-year-olds. Think of it like this. You're dealing with white, let's say, white nine-year-olds. Ronnie, you could probably take out a bunch, like you said, right? Right. You're talking about blacks and Hispanics. They got knives and
1: guns, maybe one top. Well, there's no weapons involved here. And here's what you have to understand. Uh, I was thinking white nine-year-olds. I wasn't thinking of any street smart kids who who could really handle themselves. And I'm also not going girls because they're much bigger.
4: Oh, yeah, girls at that age. They've uh, you know—they've had a few periods under their belts. Oh, God, why be gross, Fez? Why talk such a way? And they're just like steroid calves.
6: One of the things you have to remember also, one of the kids are going to kick you in the shin, and once they kick you in the shin, now you're going to start hopping up and down. Here's the thing, Mr. Poe, the kid who kicks me in the shin is getting fucked up. He's getting it three times, because I'm going <laughs> to
1: blast that kid making an example out of him, and I'm not shutting up. I'm going, this is what you get, and I'm throwing elbows, I'm throwing knees, uh. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the truth, you're going to see some kids getting shattered. <laughs> you're going to see some kids getting shattered out there And I don't think the rest of them are going to want any part of this mm. I would love to do this TV show uh, Bill, you're on Ranafez Hey, yeah.
7: how are you supposed to uh, beat up a bunch of kids if you got such a hard boner?
1: Oh, you know what? You're the sickest bastard in the world <laughs> That's the sickest bastard in the world uh, Roger, you're on Ranafez
7: Hey, Ron Yeah Are we talking a nine-year-old battle Royal here?
1: Well, you know, uh, here now this is the interesting thing, because Jarrett really hasn't put this together too well. He says, how many nine-year-olds could you beat up in a ring? All kids are normal, non-retarded, just normal. So I'm sure people bring up, hey, retarded all the time to this guy. That's got to be the first question. And that's how he leaves it, in a ring. So I'm thinking almost Crazy 88 style, where they're coming over one at a time. Not coming over a hundred at a time.
4: See, I picture them all coming at you at
1: once. But again, you understand, Fezzi, what a Royal Rumble is—that you, they're coming in, they're coming in one at a time. But if you can't get the kid out of the ring, they're staying in there.
3: Rob,
7: what are you going to do though when one of them gives you the slick Rick uppercut to the nads?
1: I'm going to kill that kid, and I'm going to tell you the truth. And I don't know whether this is in there, but I'll snap a neck on one of those nine-year-olds. And when the other ones see what. What a a dead child looks like. I think it's going to throw a fear through that group. I think the fear
4: is going to be rushing up and down their spines. See, I take a Nad shot. I'm uh, I'm down in the corner and I'm just defenseless at that point. I can't take Nad pain. You better start and
1: believe in yourself, Fezzy. You need a little more confidence. You need a little more confidence in yourself. Hey, Eric, you're on the Ron and Fez show.
8: Hey, Don, Ron. Hey, Fez. Yeah. Welcome back. First off, yeah. Uh, I'd say maybe, maybe 15, 20 kids. Mean you know, I maybe give them
7: a this old stone cold stunner or maybe page Dr. Martin, get a steel toe boot and do the OP,
9: kick them right in the liver.
1: I mean, if you're going to look into that, yeah, I'm kicking some of these kids. And I'm kicking them hard. And I guarantee you, once I kick them once, they're not going to want a second one. And I'll, I'll open up one of them with just, uh, just. Uh, The cocoa butt, Fezzy, where I'll just take my head and burst open one of his little nine-year-old nose. And when the blood is flying, the other kids are going to be freaking out.
6: Well, I I have to tell you that if you ever trained before and you're in a ring for three minutes, it's it's more difficult than you think. It's
1: exhausting. Good point. But we are talking about... Nine-year-olds, it's not like they're in great shape or can even get in great shape. Well, you still have to
6: punch and kick, and yeah. that takes that takes a lot out of you.
1: Have you thought of this, Poe? You grab one of them uh, by the ankles and you just start <laughs> swinging them around, using his skull as a weapon.
4: <laughs> See, now, if I use that move, I w- it would have to work instantly. That would be my one-shot deal, because by the time I lift a-, a nine-year-old up into the air, I'm done there. I'm spent. You know, after hearing your confidence in yourself, Fezzy, I'm gonna say you lose to
1: the first one. What I'm gonna think of right now is how many Fez Watleys can beat up a nine-year-old, and I'm going eight. I think we're gonna to have to clone you eight times. I'm sure, I could take one. Now, if it was how many nine-year-olds can you rape, that I I know you have experienced it. Here is uh, Carl, you're on round Fez.
8: Hey guys, you're, you're forgetting about collateral damage. While you're fighting one, you can holler out things that hurt the feelings of the others.
1: Right, like, fatty, you're next. Your stuff like that. Don't love hey, four Santa's eyes, dead. you
8: want a piece of this? Yeah, then their eyes are clouded with tears right in the nose.
1: Yeah, because they, they freak out at that age. Oh, yeah, you're
4: Santini. I'm interesting. Yeah.
1: The whole thing is going to be a Santini. And that's what I'm saying too, Fez. When they start to see what happens. A lot of them rolling in the corner. It's like you don't think me and my friends could have beat up one of our older brothers. But when one of our older brothers jumped in the middle of us, the rest of us were caroling in the corners. Because you, you don't,
4: you don't, you're so scared at that age. See, I think if a couple of them got on my arms and legs, no, then you, I'm not moving. No, it's not I'm...
1: you. You're going to lose to one. We know that now. We believe you. What I'm saying is an average man.
4: How many could an average man take? I would say five. All right, let's see. Three for me, five for the average guy. What about Mike Tyson in his prime? 89 Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, I would say could take a dozen. That's as far as I'll go with Mike Tyson. Then I wouldn't watch boxing.
1: I would not watch boxing if I thought to myself, oh, here's the toughest guy in the world. And yet, a baker's dozen of nine-year-olds could kick the shit out of them. That would be it for me. I'd throw my TV out. Um, Brian, Brian, you're on a Fez. How are you, buddy?
8: Hey, Brian. Hey, how you guys doing?
4: Yeah.
7: Uh, what I want to know is, how many kids could Master Poe take if they were trained by Master Poe?
1: All right, there's a good question. If you train
4: these nine-year-olds. How sad your students turn on you. It
6: happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see now, now the stakes are higher because right. my kids are gonna. Now
4: the student is the master.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we did hear normal kids. We had, there was no training, there's no weapons. I'm gonna throw this in and just say white kids,
4: so we know they can't fight. That makes sense. That sounds average. What do you mean average? Just average. Just Middle America average. Don't
1: get racist about it. I'm just trying to set up a thing. Not for you, Pick, what normal is. I'm sorry, Earl, that you had to hear that. Hey, uh, Roger, you're on Rana Fez.
7: Hey, guys. First-time caller, part-time lover. Um, I'm uh, 28, and I've got a nine-year-old little brother. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, when we're out roughhousing outside the back, and he's got his little friends, and we're just playing, the first time... One kid takes like an elbow or something, and, and they uh, they get the wind knocked out of them. The rest of them all just get big eyed and back off a They're little. They're petrified. Yeah. They are. They are scared. And plus, you're trying to take it easy on them because you don't want them going crying to mom, anyways.
1: But so. what if you could have your dream, Roger, and you just unleash, and you just start busting some bones? That's a dream. That's a dream. Cracking them. Well,
7: that's a dream.
1: Yeah. It's a dream <laughs> if they're
7: coming one one by one yeah th- there's gonna be a pile,
1: yeah, there's going no to it, it's only going to be your own exhaustion, and Master no Poe pointed this exactly. out it's Exactly. it's only going to be your limit, your own cardiovascular shape that's going to make this a fight. I certainly don't see you losing a fight to almost an infinite amount
4: of nine year olds I totally if it's my win, then I'm completely shit out of luck,
1: yeah. Well, we said we're we're taking you out of this, Fez. We're going to put a normal adult into this. We understand now your limitations. I didn't believe before the show started. Now you've convinced me that you are right. You might be able to take one, one and a half, and even then, I think it would go as far as a draw. Uh, here is Ben. Ben, you're on run, Fez.
8: Hey, Ben. Hey, what's up, guys? What do you got for us? Uh, I know we're talking about white kids, but if they're black, I mean, no matter how many come in, I mean, if you throw,
9: like, a, a basketball or maybe a watermelon in the ring,
1: All right, they, might, not, they might they might you know what? Like, that's, that's racism. I just want no part of it. White
4: people are so scared of black
1: people. One day when Fez does the show by himself, you guys can sit around and do that kind of southern humor. But it's not going to get it with me, Fez.
4: I don't know if you're allowed to use distractions like that. White people are so scared of black
1: people. It wouldn't distract them, and, there won't, and you won't need distractions. This is an adult American male against how many nine-year-olds? I don't see it being much of a, a problem at all. Uh, here's uh, Scott. Scott, you're on the Ron Feist Show. How you doing, buddy?
9: No, pretty good. Are you?
1: Uh, cool in the gang.
9: Uh, You you know, I I think it's absolutely great that you got a uh, martial arts expert in there that's trained in taking out, you know, full-grown men that are trained to do the same thing. Right. And he's talking about slinging around nine-year-old children.
1: And not only that, but if you saw the smile on Master Poe's face while he was talking about this, and I'll go so far as to say the erect nipples, and I said to myself, this is not the first time he's had this conversation.
4: It makes you wonder if he's done it before. No. Uh, Scott, are you trained?
1: Scott, do you have have any training in your background?
9: I just did a little boxing here and there, but I do have to agree with Master Poe. Three minutes in a ring is a long-ass time.
1: Well, you know, going even three minutes with a bag if you're not in really great shape is exhausting. But I think the adrenaline of knowing that you're crushing children's bones is going to keep you going. That's going to... That'll keep the excitement level up. That's going to make it happen for you.
6: You know... <clears throat> One thing that's going to make it even harder Is that you have to reach down towards the child Interesting I didn't think of that You're not striking straight in front of you You have to reach down for them
4: Right If you go down on your knees To start throwing
1: punches and at I, that level I know you've gone down on your knees But it wasn't <laughs> to start throwing punches And that's with nine-year-olds
4: It's got to be hard to get back up Yeah Because what? you're what? Satisfied? No, once you're down there. I never understand I don't know, the whole gay thing. What do you mean? I mean that what, if you go down to if you stoop down to their level, it's gonna be hard. Oh, I'm not going down to their level, that's for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to get back up on your feet if they're still coming at you.
1: Yeah, I uh what are, you're just sitting in a lounge chair and you're running them through.
4: There's no way. they tip the chair over with do you me think, in it.
1: Do you think you can even knock out a nine year old? Do you feel confident that with your hand, one punch you can knock out a nine-year-old.
4: Yes, I could do that.
1: I don't think you can. Then you know you could do it three times. If you could do it once, you could do it three times.
4: I'm going by the th- the three-minute rule here. That's three. K- if you're bringing in a kid every one minute, and, and so by the fourth kid, I am just sucking win.
1: A three kid. If they're coming in one a minute, yes. Then I'm going to go on all day long. Then I don't have the slightest problem because it's going to be bam. I crush his little skull, and I sit down and smoke a cigar for another 55 seconds. The next one's coming in. Bam, I put the cigar out on him. I laugh, and I'm pointing at the other kids. Who's next, chubby? Is it you? Is it the fat kid, freckle face? Who's part of this? And these kids are going to be pissing themselves with fear. The fear factors is, you got to get in their kitchen, Fez. you got to stay there. That's where this war is going to be won or lost, in their nine-year-old minds.
4: I said don't want to slip in any of their piss. More
0: Ron, more Fez. This is the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits, Channel 99. The bits that were marginally better than the rest. You're listening to the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits, Channel 99.
1: The Fez show, that stuff. We're playing you some stuff to help you catch up with the Run and Fez show. Uh, Chris Stanley, did you enjoy how many six-year-olds can you beat up? Very much so. Well, I want you now to pick out a piece for yourself. I, I picked out how many six-year-olds can you beat up, because people bring it up to me all the time. But for you... Uh, what's a bit that you hear about a lot? I hear about
2: the time, former executive producer of the Ron and Fez show, Black Girl Douglas, when he fainted.
1: Well, he fainted quite a bit in
2: here. Yeah.
1: So which uh, time was
2: this one? This was when he fainted, I believe, at dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Was that when he fainted in front of Eric Logan?
2: Yes. And okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So this is how long ago this was. This is before the... XM and Sirius joined in together. Eric Logan, who now runs the Oprah uh, company, and uh, I don't know, it's you know, the Oprah Worldwide Hard TV. Pop. Yeah. And hasn't it done so, so much better since Eric's come in? You know, uh, He took her from only doing one hour a day to where people go, Oprah, Oprah, why do I know that name, Oprah? should mean something to me. No, I'm only kidding. She'll, she's a giant star, and she always will be. So this is the one that you've picked out. So this is more of a story about Earl, because he's, he's fainted on the air before. He's got him for, with Febreze. For do you remember... No, but do you remember one time something came up, and we were like... It was like right before the show started, and we were like... Me and Fez were saying to him, Earl... If you're lying to us about what you just told us, blah blah, I mean, we're not even on the air, and our intro's being done. We're going—it's going to be your ass. And it was both—you know—he had both me and Fez mad at him. There was nowhere from the um, so he's leaving, and he opens up the door, and I just see him faint, <laughs> and he's lying in the doorway with the door closing on his head, and um. You would think people would be like, oh my God, Earl fainted, let's run to him. But because we're radio animals, we just rolled on the ground laughing like it was the funniest thing we've ever seen.
2: It was an amazing skill, Earl Douglas
1: had. Well, if there was work to be done, he would faint. And that's when we started calling him the Fading Goat. Now, you called him Black Girl, Douglas, and I am going to point out to people, we never called him Black Girl because he's an African-American. He still, to this day, gets called Black Girl because it's the only color of clothing that he will wear.
2: He refuses to wear white, right?
1: And when I uh, introduce him to people, like, this is my friend Black Girl, a lot of white people are like, hey, dude, that's not cool. And I go, we're talking about his clothes. You're the fucking racist. Turn around on him. Turn around races. Every now and then we hear you race So, are you sure this is what this is from? The yes. time that he faded at dinner?
2: Yeah, dinner, yeah
1: And what happened there If I remember correctly And Earl would only just order starches He would never order meat Even at a steak place No protein uh, He was asked You know, what are your plans, I believe By Eric Logan I've never heard this again I'm not going to listen to it now, but if I'm remembering the story. And I wouldn't have remembered that story, but this could be great for my my new, uh, uh, if I go in that direction of every Friday just writing my biography on the air. Bennington. Hashtag Bennington. Hashtag Bennington. Hashtag Bennington. Bennington. Hashtag Bennington. Uh, So here is, uh, apparently, this is one of Hicks' favorites. A story
0: about Earl Fading This is the best of Ron and Faze.
1: <laughs> Earl, you've now uh, taken on the nickname Febreze, the Fading Goat. Mm. <laughs> last night was the was a whole new step for Febreze, the Fainting Goat. We had a uh, a little dinner meeting with uh, ELO. A chance for us all to become pals again, and uh, during. The, the time that we were sitting down Earl somehow at the table in the hearing of hey here's what you guys do right and here's what we wish you would do more of and you know how come Ron doesn't answer his phone and are you even interested in your career and all those type of things and oh I thought uh," I tried to get a hold of Earl before you know it I look over and Earl's head is wandering back and forth and finally uh Ends up face first in the uh, mashed potatoes.
4: In the middle of a Manhattan restaurant with management there, upper management, by the way, mm-hmm. sitting there, Earl picks that time to, blah, clunk.
1: Well, I think the reason why, Fezzi it wasn't just like a coincidence that Elo was asking <laughs> questions. Somehow, uh, Earl, what do you do for a living, leads to uh, an entrance of Febreze, the fainting goat. Earl, how do you live with yourself? I don't. <laughs> That's how I You've it. moved out now? <laughs> you live
4: here. No, I, I... No, what were you telling me this morning, Fez, about Earl? Um, I got here today, and I couldn't find Earl. Sure. And so I went to Dave and Pitsy, and I said, is Earl here yet? Yeah. Because, you know, maybe he's fainted onto the subway tracks, so and we need another subway hero or something. Uh-huh. So they said, no, he's burrowed into one of the other studios here with the lights out. Right. And has not come out, and no one had seen him. What were you doing hiding in the dark, girl?
1: No, I was what in- are you doing dancing in the
5: dark? No, I was in the uh, one of the smaller studios, because basically that's the only place I can make a phone call and make, have some quiet, because there's always something going on in our office. Who so. were you even calling? The, your doctor again? Uh, that was one of the calls I made. I made
1: an appointment for Monday afternoon. His vet. Right. Now, you've had everything you can possibly do to check out your brain, right? Yeah. Your brain, your body... Everything is in fine shape. I thought so. Other yeah. than sin- uh, sinuses, I want you, I want to explain something to you, Earl. It seems to me that this is a little psychosomatic. What is wrong with you? That some amount of stress or loss of control seems to bring on the fainting.
5: I mean, I, I, I I'll admit there's some things that I haven't really dealt with, but th- there, there is physical pain involved. I am there's I'm. I'm still a little fuzzy, still a little disoriented. Right. How's that physical pain? I mean, it, it, you know, I still have this throbbing headache that right. will, will not go away. From... I, I, don't, I That part, I really don't know, but there's
1: other, I mean... Every time there's a stressful situation, Febreze the Fainting, goat goes down. Anytime you feel lost in control. You know what I honestly think a big part of last night was? A full table of adult foods... <laughs> And I kid you not, you reminded me of like a Hilton sister where suddenly there was a bunch of food in (laughs) front of everybody. Everyone's eating. You know, you're in a restaurant, not in a little fucking cubby hole, eating your soup and crackers. And that part of what made you queasy. No,
5: I mean, that I loved it. The food was pretty good. And how old are you?
1: I'm 36. You don't know how to fucking order a steak at age 36. You order a chopped sirloin, and then you're surprised that a hamburger shows up. Well, I was, <laughs> I had like
5: zero appetite, and I'm like, okay, I don't want a steak, but I want something that resembles it. Bullshit!
1: You told us last night you thought it was a steak. It says it. It said chopped sirloin. Well, why why would you not say what is it? Did you want to order hamburger? or Did you want to order a steak?
5: I mean, and they, and hamburger was on the menu. Fez.
1: Why won't he answer me? Why won't Febreze answer?
4: Because he's getting ready to hit the floor again. You know, you don't know... Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Let
1: the bodies hit the floor. Febreze, did you mean to order a fucking burger last night? No, I did not. So why are you copying of, oh, I really didn't feel like a steak. You thought you were ordering a steak. I wanted something steak-like.
4: Stupidest yeah. <laughs> thing I've ever heard it is insane in my
1: life. No man sits there and eats a hamburger patty on the boss's credit card. It, I don't know. I don't, for some reason, I
5: said I saw a chopped sirloin. I was like, okay, that's probably a variation of a steak. I'll have the steak. Then why uh-huh. would you lie and say I didn't want a steak just what? a second ago? Well, I wanted a variation of a steak because I wasn't that hungry. What is
1: a fucking variation of a steak? There is only beef. That's what a steak is. There's no, uh, what do you want, plastic steak?
4: Here's why he's changing his story now, Ronnie. Yeah. Because now he can say I had no appetite. Right. Now he can say. Now he can add this to the list of symptoms. Right. Because he wants so bad, in his heart of hearts, <laughs> to be terminally ill.
1: Is that what you want? You want to hear? That you have a brain tumor? No, I just didn't want.
5: I I didn't want like you know the big porterhouse
1: steak. I,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no one said get the porterhouse for two. No. You feigning goat maniac.
1: Al, you're on run of Fez.
4: Yeah, you know, possums
7: actually faint, you know, when they get scared.
1: Well, you know what? There is an interesting uh, point to that. Last night was supposed to be a big night for Earl. He was supposed to say, I'm going to ask for things that I need. And I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, anyone who says I'm really not interested in my career, they're probably pretty fucking right on. Because I don't give a shit. I want to come in, talk a little bit, and leave. But Earl needs, I don't know, supplies or extra computers and staffing. I don't know what he needs. So the deal was last night... Earl, ask for these things that you feel like you can't ask for. Fez and I will back you up. And then we put, um, you know, we put Elo on the fucking defensive. Then it's up to him whether Earl can have these things or not. Earl never says a word as he's waiting for this. You know, you start to hear Earl complaints. You guys don't stay in touch. I thought you were coming back to D.C. Uh, we never hear from you. Uh, we've offered all kinds of Trips for the show, we never hear back. Basically, there's, you know, Earl doesn't want to deal with unpleasantness. And I understand that, but it starts to build up after a while. Time after time of all these things come up, and they're all in this dark closet of Earl's mind. So as he's starting to get exposed, (laughs) instead of talking or saying, no, here's what I thought, the fucking swivel head starts... The fading goat goes down, and it gives him a reason, again, not to deal with it, much like the possum, Fez.
4: Oh, yeah, just plain dead. Uh Uh-oh, there's management. I better put all four paws up to the sky. They thought you were dead, Earl, so I think that you won. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. (laughs)
1: at least from a career standpoint you came off as dead i
4: can't tell anyone listening how embarrassing this meeting was because i was across the table from earl ronnie was next to him and at one point no lie i see ronnie put his hand over on earl's jacket and try to pull him back into an upright position
1: honestly was acting like it wasn't happening no, Just I, acting like, well, yeah, we're going to get to work on that, Elo. And acting like Earl is awake when he was out on his fucking ass. I
4: go, There's Elo there and Wiki, and there's Ron having to play Willie Tyler <laughs> to Earl's luster. <laughs> and this wasn't something I you know, necessarily planned on.
1: In a way, you have, because you're not dealing, Earl. You won't talk to these people. And then when the
0: light shines on you... <laughs> You fucking faint. It's insane. (laughs) Your head was on the table. Literally. Right on the mashed
1: potatoes. There was some mashed potatoes up on the top of your head. Yeah, there wasn't something I you know. I talked to him this morning about it. He tells me he doesn't remember much from the meeting. Oh, <laughs> there, you gotta
0: be kidding me! No, there's a ch- the last
5: uh, there's like a chunk of the last portion of that meeting. I have zero recollection. The
1: last part of the meeting was Earl talk. Hey, how come we don't hear from you guys? We you never got back to us about this guest, about this trip?
5: Yeah, I mean, I again, it was just at one point what. I sat down and it just became this big fat blur and i couldn't figure out why and i just i still can't figure out what's was going on.
1: was it when you heard what's up with earl <laughs> why can't why
5: don't we hear back i mean honestly that portion i don't really remember i re- i'm being Smart. completely honest with you this
4: is your iran contra i have no recollection
1: the <laughs> The f- the feiner cannot be held responsible. It's a defense, a rope-a-dope times ten defense that no one's ever dealt with before. I guess you cannot hold a, re- a feigning man responsible. Oh, That's no. it.
4: Oh right, yeah. That's uh, yeah. That'll stand up in any court. Earl won't be able to stand up in court, but the- that theory will.
1: So Earl, they. I mean, uh, before XM has thought of us as bizarre now they just think we're off the fucking rails they just think we're out of our minds and don't give a shit about our future
4: i mean elo actually had to say his earl all right last night
1: and i went like this oh earl you know earl good old earl you know you want to lie and say he's on heroin you want to make up some kind of a fucking bird story so it looks a little cooler like, oh, he was up on 125th shooting heroin with jazz junkies. Anything that makes it seem like we're a little bit in uh, show business. Um, Josh, Josh, you're on a
8: Hey, instead of Weekend at Bernie's, it should have been Lunch with Earl.
1: It basically was, like, and we all walked him out of that. We all had to pick him up and walk him out.
4: We have to tie our ankles to Earl so it looks like he's walking. Uh, Josh, you're on a fez.
7: What's up, Ron and Fez? What's going on? Yeah. I think we need to change Black Earl's name
5: to
1: Blackout Earl. Blackout Earl would not be a bad name for you, Earl.
5: I'm not planning on any series of blackouts anytime soon. (laughs) You've already
8: had it! They've
1: been happening. All right, this started when we had to go get our weird picture taken and go up the freight elevator. You passed out on your feet then. Then you fainted four times when Mikey D's dick broke. And then another... Uh, big faint, and now massive loss of fucking memory because Elo and Wiki had a little fucking line of things that Ron and Fez have disregarded over the years. And quite frankly, it's stuff that Fez and I didn't even know about. It. Now, do I think it's bad that you're trying to say, oh, we don't want that guest or we don't want to do that uncomfortable thing? no i i'm not saying that that would be your discretion but you still have to deal with it you can't feel like the best way to get out of things is to go underground i mean
5: i, I i'm ready to face these things i'm ready to face whatever's wrong with me quite honestly you
1: fainted at the table <laughs> ready came and left it was your opportunity to bring up staff staffing shit that you need for the office this was your time. What did I tell you before? I go be prepared for this meeting and Fez and I will just back you up like we've all talked about it. They didn't hear a word. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, and I had it I had
5: notes, I had it in my head, I had everything ready to go and Where then, are your notes? Um I could
1: actually they're right here. Hold on.
4: Was number one on the notes faint? If so, mission accomplished and great meeting. <laughs> uh Chris, Chris Sherman of Fez.
7: Hey, guys. Hey, in defense of Earl. Hey, uh, Earl, maybe you need to get some uh, social anxiety checked out, man. Maybe some
9: Zoloft
1: will help that shit. All right, Earl. What you need to do, because you've had everything checked by medical doctors, right? Yes. You need to see a therapist. Yes, I'm. um, And break the word down, because I don't want it to make you nervous. Therapist, the rapist. Think of it that way. You're going to go there and bring up your childhood rape, get that out on the table, deal with it, and then move on and become a
4: person. Apparently, it happened in a steak restaurant. Someone <laughs> raped
1: you with a fucking hamburger, chopped sirloin, <laughs> steak-like material.
5: I was not raped as a child, but I definitely, I'm considering professional health. Absolutely considering it.
1: It isn't a matter of considering. If you worked
4: in any kind of normal place,
1: if you had fucking bosses that care,
4: you'd be out. Did you notice this as Earl was sitting at the table yesterday before he actually went into full faint? Yeah. As his chin got lower, his knees got higher, and somehow, at a, in a restaurant chair, he put himself in the fetal position. Yeah. I don't don't remember getting into the fetal position. Do you
1: remember when I said to Elo, let me go over this with my fetus? Uh, We're going to check our notes, and then we'll talk later. I go, if you would just give me. I go, I know we're behind on this. Let me get her into the third trimester. See how, wait, let's get his hands to actually start (laughs) to come out.
4: (laughs) Right now, I'm waiting for his eyes to form. The problem, Elo, is our producer's a preemie. I was worried you were gonna be stillborn right down the fucking chair
1: right on the chop sirloin
4: he went down like the cord was around his neck
1: he's got a note over there that says paper clips and fucking stamps I was
8: afraid to say
1: it uh Jim Jim you're on run a fez hey
8: buddies yeah. um have you ever
7: considered maybe Earl was narcoleptic
1: Earl are you familiar with uh, this at all? Um, no, not at all. It's basically, instead of fainting, you would go to sleep at odd times. And the only other narcoleptic I know was a black guy. Really? He a comic, yeah. Used to fucking fall asleep mid-conversation all the time. That's bizarre. Wake up and start talking again to you. He would only go out for uh, a little while. Eventually, he died in his sleep, bro. That's not a good thing. For me, it was, because I owed him money. I owe him seven fifty and I'm telling you I was the only person at the funeral giggling I could not I was just so fucked because it was like winning money you know being at that funeral but I used to I remember as a kid my as we were lowering the coffin I had a big bag of bills and I was just fucking I just fanned them out and was just going bye 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 bye
5: you'll never see this I remember as a kid, I would have, like, these weird episodes where I would just, like, fall asleep at just random times, but not in mid-conversation.
1: You, Earl,
4: have what's called fainting goat disease. You're a fucking fainting goat. It keeps changing and changing. The first time he fainted, this has never happened to him before. Now we have a childhood history. I know,
1: right. And after, after the rapes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Who raped you? Black uncle? No, the Hamburglar. Who's that, your Rolo? <laughs> <laughs> in some pimp suit? Some brown leather pimp suit? I
5: was never touched as a child. No, not that I know of.
1: I I have to say, in the long career of Earl Douglas embarrassing stuff, that might have been
5: at the top. No, it was not a proud moment at all. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm thoroughly embarrassed by the whole this whole situation. Have you called those guys? Not yet. I was going to do that after the show.
1: Send them a fucking link to Fainting Goats. There's a YouTube thing. If you yell at one of these goats, they fall over. It's fucking adorable.
4: Here's a videotape of the meeting last night in case you wanted to take some notes from it. (laughs) Some transcripts.
1: Do your little goat impression. I liked that earlier. Uh,
4: Clunk. (laughs) Febreze, the fainting goat. So now you're without paper clips and staplers. What shall we do? How will we connect our papers together? His,
1: most of his problems have to do with bungling bung things <laughs> together.
4: What, all we can do now, Ronnie, is yes. just press these papers together as tight as we can and hope that they stay. Here's our buddy
1: Bobo. Hey, Bobo.
4: Hiya, buddies. Hey. Hey, I think Earl has a condition that's
8: called vasovagal syncope. It has to do with quick blood pressure fluxes, Uh and one of the triggers is simple
9: inquiry. Like, if if somebody questions somebody else, it can stress them out so much, and it can knock them out. Hmm. My wife has this.
8: She
1: faints? Yeah. If you go to her, hey, honey, where's dinner? Boom, she's down.
5: Well, the first time it happened to her, her dad caught her smoking in her bedroom, Huh. And he gave her a look, raised the eyebrow, and she just went out.
1: So the the rock, any, like the rock would make her pass out. Earl, here's yeah. the uh, problem right now. I have to write a note to Wiki and Elo and say, uh, Earl cannot have responsibility.
5: You don't have to write that note. I can definitely handle responsibility. Earl, last night was the night to be responsible.
4: Earl, you can't even be responsible enough to pass Ronnie's note along to Elo and Wiki. He'd
1: eat it. <laughs> You know, goats, they eat anything. Just grow, draw, uh,
5: grow a little billy goat beard. I am growing a goatee out just for no particular reason.
4: Hey, where are my tin cans?
0: Did somebody eat those? Stand by for more of the best of running fast on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Comedy. Channel 99. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits
3: Channel ninety nine.
1: show right now. It's uh, the Rennefez best of. uh, Illness has made its way through the studio once again. Matter of fact, you may be listening to a dead person talk right now. Oh God, I hope not. I will say this to you. If I am indeed dead, my message to you, the living, is There is no afterlife. I've been here, and I've explored it, and it's nothing but darkness. It's blackness, and most of the time, we're falling backwards. Shelby fell asleep at the fucking board. I just watched him go sound asleep. That's
2: fucking terrible.
1: Shelby was moving his way back up until today. He was moving his way back up until today. You
2: think that'd be technically
1: impossible? It's not impossible for a bum. A bum will sleep anywhere. I. By the way, I'm sitting here looking at a a, a long uh, email that I got from Kathleen from the Bronx. That uh, conversation that uh, Paul F. Tompkins and I had together jostled a memory for her. You know, oh. maybe she should be writing a biography, or maybe I can buy some of her stories and keep them as my own. Remember when they uh, they did that on Seinfeld? That
2: was great, yeah, Jay Peterman.
1: You say great, uh, Shelby uh, still to this day
2: acts like the Seinfeld
1: show wasn't a good
2: one. He probably slept through him. That's all. <laughs>
1: Uh I don't know what I'm looking with this uh how the musical. No, I think uh Gil tried to get a lot of free tickets out of them and uh Lara was a little bummed out by it, by asking. I was looking were you on the chain last night for that? Yeah. Yeah, didn't you already think? Because you and I went to the musical and paid our own freight. Yeah, yeah I, pay, I paid. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't think to yourself, "Hey, see if they'll give us twenty-eight uh, tickets, so we'll have a night out."
2: Yeah, I didn't uh, understand why that was happening. Uh, for, like, like, what do you? What, what's what's going on? Who does
1: this? I didn't know why that was happening. What to say?
3: <laughs> but but I, he,
1: he's a rock guy. You know what I mean? Rock guys are different. Rock guys are always used to getting comped.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, I'm a hot musical guy. I threw down my cash, my hard-earned bucks.
1: And then, you know, there was a two-drink minimum at this play. Chris later found out there was a 14-drink maximum, where during the play, a waitress screamed, No more, you'll die.
2: I thought that was false advertising. I don't blame the musical, but the venue. I was pissed.
1: I always laugh, two drink minimum, I'm like, I got fucking two drinks in each fucking sock right now. What are you worried about? You're going to make your money.
2: (laughs) I'm here, aren't I?
1: I say, I say, ain't I? I say, aren't I? I feel like the other F word. Uh, There's Larry Wingett. He is uh, Tommy Z-Man's friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a new book out called Grow a (laughs) Pair. He
2: tells me I should pay my bills.
1: Yeah. He's just—he's a straight shooter. He is. Did you ever hear back from? Uh,
2: He's—he's uh, he's waiting to hear what days he's available. Yes, he—he he got back to me.
1: How many boxes is he talking? More than twenty or less? He doesn't give me a number, but I'll get that number out of him. Let him know: the more he brings, the, the longer it is before he has to come back. Okay, got it. Well, we played uh, something that I wanted to play during this best of. Um, we played something that you wanted to play during this best stuff we plugged the fact that you can go see Dane Cook next week with us for free
2: yeah that's uh, next wednesday october 15th at 3 p.m. at caroline's comedy club in new york city go to the they'll tell you how to get your free tickets
1: so we've done one we and you uh, i've done one you've done done one shelby hasn't done any and he's been incredibly quiet and sleepy today
4: yeah, uh, the I'm not f- as familiar with the. Is something
1: wrong right. with you, young man? What are you saying? I heard something. What I could only describe as vowels. the, was it? Who does that? Is there something
3: wrong
2: with the robot that you were just doing? Was it an impression of third encounters, close encounters, not third encounters? <laughs>
1: 30 Cowards of the Close (laughs) Guide. Why would you just do vowel sounds back at us, Shelby? Do you want to go back to CP? Maybe tired? You tuck it out, buddy?
4: No, I just couldn't think of the best of segments that I would fit in.
1: So, what you're saying is that all the time that you've been here, you don't think anything is better. I mean, you can even come up with, you know. Uh Hicks's favorite movie, 30 Counters. Kids get in the car. Daddy's thinking you'll see 30 Counters. You're going to love this yeah. one. Yeah. This was before ET came out. All right, hold on. I'm going to I'm going to I do my impression of Shelby right now.
0: Beep bop, boop beep bop, boop. Who
1: does that?
0: eh, uh, 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 uh.
1: This is the funniest place. You could be Chris Stanley and still have someone to shit on. <laughs> right? <laughs> Feel good about myself right now. You should. I'm conscious. You make words, slurry, shitty words, but they we can tell they're a language. Mixed up words. <laughs> eep, oop, 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 eep. What did you think you were doing, Shelby?
4: I just—I was trying to think of the best of segment I had in mind before, but it was wouldn't fit in.
1: Well, that's funny. That's a funny way of, you know, you're back on top. You know what I mean? Like, he took in. something and spun it back in through being honest as humanly possible.
4: Eep, up, oop.
1: Love that Third Encounters movie. Uh, Chris, what's something that you would uh, like to hear? Something from two days ago?
2: No, I'd like to hear something from much longer before that. How about the time when you did Brett Favre's voicemails?
1: That I don't remember. See, I don't know if this is going to matter to people because Brett Favre isn't the... The big story, obviously. If I did Adrian Peterson's voicemails, <laughs> everybody'd be like, "Oh my God, this is so edgy." And today,
2: well, at the time, it was when he sent out the dick pic, and the dick pic got got you know got passed around everywhere. Well,
1: it was a very unattractive penis <laughs> pic. Uh, I mean, I don't uh, like no like. If you could say to a straight guy, "Do you know what a pretty cock looks like?" <laughs> We'd have a hard time saying, but I think we do know what an ugly cock looks like.
2: And Brett Favre, you have a fugly cock.
1: It was discolored. <laughs> it was tilting in ways that you don't want a penis to go, and it was on the light side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> but there's the backstory as to why this was happening. But it was. One of my favorite things ever.
1: Okay. Well, well, let's uh, play it. It's the Ron and Fez show. This is
0: the best of Ron and Fez. All right, we
1: got the Brett Favre audio?
0: Yeah, we have the audio. All
1: right, because I I have a feeling it's not even Brett Favre. I'm hoping it's not Brett Favre anyway. Yeah, it's not a
9: setup. Just got done with practice. Um, Got meetings here. and. Well, for about a couple more hours, I'm going back to the hotel and just just chill. <laughs> so, um, to it back because uh, I'll be in the building um, for a couple hours. Love to have you come over tonight.
1: Oh, uh, uh, could you imagine uh, anyone that could dry a cunt faster than this man <laughs> and his tail. fucking phone? Hi, hi, girl. Hey, boy, Brett Farr. Brett Far on the phone. Um you wanna stop by get in the hot tub, blow me. Hey girl <laughs> It's number four. Hey you wanna roll by here Oxy Cotton? Hey Big up a box of beer and come on over here, Brett Farr. Let's hear a little more. Uh, cause I'll
9: be in the building. Um flower well, Love to, to come over tonight um but uh i know uh i think aaron came up and asked you if you uh, uh would give you know my your number or he was going to give you my number but um i understand all right but um, you
1: can you can literally <laughs> Hear this man kicking shit as he's talking to her. (laughs) I don't know if you ever watch football, but you know that old guy? And me. Number four, Brett Favre. Brett Favre's got game. Hey, hey, Brett Favre, stop fucking just making an ass out of yourself, Brett, and send the picture of your dick. Send me a text. Love to see you tonight.
9: <laughs> Send
1: me a text. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. I hope you don't mind. I got you digits, right? I'm making some cheddar. Uh, Are you in that answer, Mo Shane? He just sounds as dumb as fuck. I'll throw football. Uh, I thought you wouldn't come over here dancing with the stars is on. I thought you want to come over and get on all fours. I grease up your asshole. Hey. What and so the girl just kept these things just to fuck with them? Yeah. Is that the only one or is uh, there more? There's
2: some more but um and, and this one is her like far heard uh that she said that oh I'm not I'm, she's not going to be with him because she just want to get thrown to the trash. She just want to be used up and just fucking thrown away. All right. So this
6: is
9: so, in some
2: garbage
9: can, huh? Oh, Jesus. So that's what you think I think of you. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm still trying. Just got done with practice. Oh, I'll try God. the other phone. You can call out But you can make it. It'd be great. All right. Later. All
1: right. Now, in his defense, we've all made this call before in eighth grade. This sounds... Like a fucking eighth grade idiot.
0: Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing.
1: I you that guy pass you the note from my uh, Aragon a dance.
10: I like how many references he's made that he's a football player. Yeah, he constantly <laughs> is telling her that I'm the quarterback.
1: <laughs> I, it's Cuba. Listen, um, sorry, there was a captain's meeting, so it took me a little time to call you. <laughs> Excuse me, hold on for a second. I just knocked over one of my trophies. MVP, most valuable player. I'm gonna text you a picture of my dick. I'd like to get <laughs> if you can get me one pussy pictures and put your finger on each side of it, or just put a four down there for number four. That's my number.
2: <laughs> Any Let's take a listen. That that was that was that's all. That's come that's, out that's so the far. big stuff. Yeah.
1: Hey, Hey, Brett Farr, football player. Listen, I'm a jacking off over here. If you want to start jacking off over there, maybe we both be jacking off together on a phone. Oh, one last thing. I like vaginas, so if you got one, bring it. <laughs> bring your vagina over here. Oh, another thing. Seriously, don't you just hate the Packers? The Packers fucked up when they got rid of number four, Brett Favre. <laughs> Listen, there's gonna be some hall of fame dance they asked me to. I guess I gotta say a certain speech. God he sounds like a fucking maroon. Um Beth, Alabama, you're Hey, this is
8: Beth.
3: Yeah. Hi Beth <laughs>
8: picture i can get right now is i'm at home watching cars with my kids and i'm listening <laughs> to
1: tomater talking right now it, he really is it's the same exact thing <laughs> he's the blue collar fucking quarterback tour
8: <laughs> i love you guys
2: Hey shield
1: i am talking to you on my cellular telephone so you know what up they do raising the roof you got your oxys <laughs> I thought maybe you want to come over here and go in a hot tub with me, and we got Jello. So you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Let's let nature take its course.
2: Some good lines.
1: Uh, stupid Packers are on TV tonight. Don't you hate them? And those dumb cheese hats. I moved from there. What a fucking. The, the, the picture of his dick is the least embarrassing part of this. Oh, yeah. And I saw the picture of his dick. I'm not sure. I thought I saw a toenail <laughs> on the end of it. Oh,
10: God. Shrinkage.
1: Don't worry. I ain't got a man's dick, so come on over.
10: So so which one of these tape releases is more embarrassing? Mel Gibson being a man and just screaming crazy <laughs> shit? Or Brett Favre <laughs> like acting like an eighth grade girl? Which one is... <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's no... Really, I, I'd have to say Mel sounds more like a quarterback.
10: Exactly, yeah.
1: I got most furniture, so I can't come over. Sorry. My dad's mad at me. But, uh, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. That's. I thought you might want to come by and watch One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing.
2: I guess he's never had to work for pussy his entire life, yeah. so it's like, just call, call fucking skanks up.
1: Let's. I'm going to stop by, but I'm going to bring two of my linemen, so if you got any gal friends, I thought we'd get together. We're going to have a couple sexers. All right, keep on keeping on, okay, baby? <laughs> just dumb as fuck. And by the way, Rustin, he's your idol. I love you, Brett Favre. You drafted <laughs> <starting laughs> him first round and i'm starting in this
10: week too sure. for randy moss and this oh about yeah the-
1: well they will explode this week was uh, all this shit happening oh, yeah. they they're like we need to we need to fucking <laughs> get some excitement going
10: well the, the, i think the thing about this to, to remember is the guy's like 47 years old and he's been really dumb that whole time and this is the first <laughs> time some shit's coming out about it that's pretty impressive
1: <laughs> that is true i just found out that i i've been driving the last 2 weeks without a windshield on my truck so, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if you saw the game last week, but I was pretty drunk for it. Uh, Mike, you're in a face.
7: Yeah, he's about two seconds away from asking her if like, telling her life's like a box of chocolate.
1: Jenny, Jenny this is Brett Favre. Uh my mom has cancer. I got a shrimp boat down there in Mississippi. Seriously, you wonder why people fuck, you know, fucking around with you folks, Rustin. It ain't you?
10: No, I get it. I get it. It's okay, but look at this chick that he's pulling. She's pretty sexy. He didn't pull her. He
1: didn't do shit. <laughs> well, I mean, if you And she's... This, this, no fucking offense here, but there's a million fuck... That's the, that's the plastic look.
10: Uh, I think she's got a little something to her. You don't like that? What is she doing at the fucking game? What is this whole thing about? She's got to give us updates on the sideline and interview the coaches right. after halftime.
1: I'd rather have the Mexican super ass from a couple weeks ago well, than yeah. again the Jets. The Jets are just all over <laughs> these fucking things. Hendo uh, and I, we are on, on the Ron Fez show.
7: Hey, buddy. I yeah. was wondering if anybody uh, around
8: was going to your Comic-Con this weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, my dad's going to drop us off. Cool. but Then we're going to need somebody else's dad to pick us up there. <laughs> you going to Comic Con at all is that uh, big for you
10: it's not really my scene I'll go check it out though I mean because we're here this is uh, she also posts for Playboy she um, let me see those her are right, right there
1: yeah those are her. those are real <laughs> oh yeah I guess that's why he figured you sent a picture of his dick huh. I saw you Nike <laughs> so just fire you know now we each see each other's naughty bits
10: Kind of like the that naked with combat boots on. Kind of dig that look.
1: Well, then you would have loved Vietnam. <laughs> uh, Rich on the Run of Fez show.
9: Hey, uh, two questions, real quick, guys. Um, first of all, do you think the NFL uh, code of conduct rules that they have in place will sideline him like uh, they did with Ben Roethlisberger? And secondly, do you think this ruins any chance of uh, him being nominated into the Hall of Fame?
1: Um. I could give a shit. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's just the dumbest stuff ever. It has nothing to do with his career, anything else. This should blow
2: over. I mean, when it first came out, no one really cared. Over. He didn't do anything. Nah, it's
1: just a cock picture. And, and Apparently, the girl wasn't upset about it, right? No. She was like, I'm just going to take your cock picture and put it online. That's all. On exboyfriends.com. <laughs> uh, Bill, Boston, you're in a fez.
8: I'm surprised Brett didn't ask her if I...
1: Oh, man, I'm a fucking
3: read the letter jacket, and I'm
1: just going to punch out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got an SM for Southern Miss. I'd like you to wear it. We're playing homecoming this week against the Packers. Don't you hate the Packers? Dead of cheeseheads, I call them the dickheads.
10: That last one, that was pretty clever, Brett. Brett, that was a pretty good one.
1: Listen, I gotta go out and get out back and get a pail of water. Come back in here. <laughs> Our bathroom caught on fire and it almost got to the house. Um, Andrew, you're in manifest.
7: Hey, Ronnie B. How does this retard memorize a playbook?
1: Uh, because Brad only has one thing: gun it. Everybody,
8: <laughs> well, no.
1: uh, listen. Everybody, go deep. Everybody, go deep. I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm a of a whip this bitch. Hey, get over here, goddamn it! You didn't go deep enough. I want you real deep. I ain't gonna, I ain't even gonna sling this thing until I can't see you no more. I'm gonna sling it deep. Wait a minute. What color are our jerseys? Good. All right. Good. <laughs> let's just go. uh Let's go purple, guys. Coming up a little bit, uh Fez Watley's inner voice is going to do a self contained uh comedy bit. Here's a piece I like. We're talking about the pussification of America with all the stupid stuff. Seven year old kid in Florida, expelled from school, no longer uh can go to school because he had a toy gun that was left in his book bag. That's where we are right now. And it was a nerf gun. Yeah. It was so a gun.
2: It's a brightly colored styrofoam shooting fucking gun, right? And that that never never got pulled. I ha- I got caught with a bunch of firecrackers and shit in, in uh, grade school. They were like, "All right, whatever, we're just taking <laughs> fucking firecrackers." And those things explode can blow my fucking hand off.
1: Here's the thing: he never even took it out of the bag; it was still in the bag. Nerf gun. He's got to leave the school. So so why is it? Just because it looks like a gun? Because of Columbine. We had Columbine uh, happen, and it's freaked us out so bad. Um, It's over. Well, I don't know if it still is, but when I was a kid, the toy gun industry was pretty big. (laughs) (laughs) You could go walking through a toy store and there would just yeah. be gun racks of all different Hell kinds yeah. of guns. That looked like real guns. Yeah, like, And then they started selling like
2: basically Uzis that looked like a fucking Uzi in right. a Mac 10. And then they had to start <laughs> legislation against it <laughs> and shit because kid, co- kids were getting shot.
1: <laughs> With toy U-
2: Uzis? Yeah, because cops thought they were a real gun because it literally oh. looked like a fucking Uzi. It was called like a Uzi.
1: <laughs> Get your toy Uzis. <laughs> It's so fucking crazy, though. But see, the thing is, they think that we have a gun culture, and if you give the kids a gun, you, you won't. But you watch your little kid, and he will take a dandelion and turn it into a machine gun. I mean, a kid, <laughs> just the, the fantasies for little kids run violent. And it's almost on a cellular fucking level. So a kid will take a popsicle stick and start shooting other kids with it.
10: There was a huge controversy after uh, Columbine at Crawford because mm. they made uh, everybody, because everybody used to just had their guns in the, uh, in the in the in the back of their truck, you know, like on the gun uh, rack, because you go hunting after school and shit. So so
1: regular kids like you, the kids where you grew up would own guns and they would be in the school parking be lot. Be in the
10: school parking lot on the back right. of the truck. And after Columbine, they, you know, had a big assembly. They were like, we, you can't bring a gun onto premises. You literally just can't come into the parking uh-huh. lot. It was a really big deal. Like kids were like, fuck it. I'm not taking my gun off the back. <laughs> I'm not going home after school for I go hunt and fuck that. <laughs> so it was a huge deal after that happened. So
1: what did they end up doing? Uh, had they kept the guns uh, away from the school?
10: Yeah. I think tech, I think the rule is. Like on the books, you can't have guns on premises. But I knew by the time I left, there was no nobody cared. Right. It's like now, if a weird kid had a gun in the back of right. his car, people would be pissed. But if you now, by truck,
1: weird kid, you mean Mexican, yeah. Asian, black, yeah, something that isn't white. Exactly. But the the uh but for the local kids, hunting, and was a normal thing where you grew up.
10: Well, essentially, the rule was is if you had, you can see in the back of a truck, and if they have a buckmaster sticker with a big buck on it and then a, ho- a gun next to it then it's fine what's the big deal.
1: But if you know Now don't... what do they mean by buckmaster? I don't.
10: Buckmaster it's a uh that's like an organization for for oh. big hunters.
1: No, I never heard of this. We... So it meant that the kid was trained to use a gun.
10: Yeah, it meant that the kid goes hunting and uh, uh and and was that's what he was using the gun for not just some creep.
1: Now, could you uh walk down the hall carrying carrying your gun?
10: Um I don't know. I don't think so. But uh but it's possible. I don't think anybody would say anything if you had, like, camouflage on. Nobody cares. Uh, Pete, you're on the
8: Yeah, when I was a kid, we were down in Disney World in Florida, and I went on the Pirate to Caribbean, and at the end of the ride, they were selling these wooden pirate guns with these metal barrels, and they shot black powder, and they shot these round cork-sized balls. And they let me fucking take that thing on the plane in my carry-on bag. The security guard's like, ah, whatever, it's just a fucking kid's gun, no big deal. Now, what year was that, do you remember? Yeah, it was like, I was probably,
1: it was like seventy seventy six. 76. Uh-huh. So, at that point, you could get on a plane with a toy gun. Now this kid, is that's the kid who did it?
10: Yeah, the kid right there.
1: All right, now, does, he actually looks like he would have another little friend named E and Turtle. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um... Dave, you're on Fez.
8: Hey, buddies. Um, man, you guys remember back in the day when they used to make perfect replicas and put like a half-inch orange tip on the yeah. end of the barrel? Hmm.
1: Ridiculous. Well, I, I remember for some reason in our family, and I don't know who it belonged to, but it was this like metal, it was very he- heavy, German Luger. Oh, that shit. looked exactly like a German Luger. And, you know, we would play with it. Uh, it wasn't real, but... You you, you would have thought it was real. Like, you could have yeah. easily robbed the fucking store with it. Um, Tyler, you're on the Run of Fez show.
7: Hey, Ron. Uh, yeah, it, About the, the legislation about toy guns and stuff, uh, when I play in the backyard of my daughter, any
8: stick that resembles a gun, she's running around shooting it. And uh, we went to a circus the other night, and all it was was a bright, colorful wand. And the first thing she started doing was aiming at all the other little kids at the circus and pretended to shoot.
1: Right. It is, it's just, but it's also just pretend. It's a, uh, just the fucking play thing.
10: We had air, we did the airsoft thing, me and my buddies all the time, and we'd get the guns out of the orange tips, and you'd always black marker the orange yeah. tips. Oh, right. it <laughs> make it them look real, make look badass. You don't want to look gay running around with the orange tip on your gun. Okay, you just oh. brought the
1: gay thing when you know Fez, that made Fez
10: furious today. Uh, I meant the, you don't want to look uncool.
1: I understand. You didn't mean that you want to look
10: like a homosexual. No, right? that, that's not what I meant at all. It's
1: exactly what I tried to explain to him today. Kind of like my
10: parents chaperoning the dance. Okay, yeah, that's the this, perfect so like thing. That,
1: yeah. Um, hold on, Hex has uh, got. In- I'm
2: waiting for my. Well, I got to put the sound up on it because uh, my alarm's. So who's off. texting you during the show? You. No, this is actually a, no. This is an
1: email from someone in my old college. <laughs> One of my old colleges. Yeah. I bet it's from Brett Favre. Hi, hey, you still doing the show? <laughs> Uh, yes, Lee, Indiana. Aaron Fez.
7: Hi, Ron. You're talking about growing up with toy guns. Whatever happened to those? Uh, when you grew up, they used to have these little paper things that you put in the guns that would explode and make like bullet sounds. Uh, Do they become illegal, or they just? Yeah,
1: I, I don't think that they have those kind of guns anymore, right?
10: No, I think they still have them. I get them for my little brothers for Christmas. The little pop guns where you put the little paper uh, yeah. instead of the bullets. Yeah, yeah, we get them all the time for Christmas. All right, and uh, we have a great fucking time, just popping each other the whole time.
1: Uh, Chris and PA, you're on my Fez. Yo, what's up, man?
7: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I was just saying, uh,
10: my next-door neighbor, ironically, is a police officer, so I'm not going to go to the tail into where I live, but he has four little boys, and um, I have a two-year-old, two-year-old daughter, and they'll be
9: playing guns out in the yard, and the youngest boy will go right up to my daughter and hold the gun right to her head, and it just
8: freaks the shit out of me. When I was little, I was running around banging, you know, cap guns off and crazy shit, but just to see that just freaks me the fuck out, you know yeah, what I
1: mean? It, it definitely is just something that kids do. And um, I don't I don't understand it either. But you're constantly it's fun fucking pretending. Yeah, but I don't know why that's fun. <laughs> you know, you're not like oh, well, let's play calculator. You know, you never do <laughs> the kind of shit like that. Eight um, six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Um, Mark Chicago. You're on my fez.
7: Yeah, I think this is just instinctive behavior because uh, in the wild, by thirteen, you know, these would be. Mature killers.
3: Um,
1: yeah, that's really some true... Like the like the Khmer Rouge, they had all 12 and 13-year-old kids. And there was nothing more dangerous than that. <laughs> they were just like... Um, just the nuttiest thing because the kids loved to kill and couldn't get enough of it.
2: Scary shit.
10: That's what they say. That's what they wore me in Brooklyn. They said all the little pickpocketers. They said mm. all those kids are like 9, 10 years old, and they're just sneaky, crazy, and violent.
2: (laughs) Who's telling you this? Uh, There's growing bands of pickpocketers.
10: And don't
1: look up at the tall buildings and keep your wallet in your front. Um,
10: I sent Brett Favre an email about how I should live in New York. (laughs) Just give me some tips.
1: Do me a favor. We're going night hunting later. Send me some teddy pictures. I'll say, hey, check your email. I just sent a picture of my butthole. You're going to love it.
0: This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and, Fez on, and Fez. on Raw Dog. Raw Dog, Raw Dog. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99. You know when sitcoms do clip shows from previous episodes? Yeah, well, it's kind of like that. Woo! This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99.
1: show on a Friday. Best of. Uh, I hung around on Thursday to help a little bit with this best of because quite frankly, Chris, since we've come over here to Raw Dog, there's been a lot of complaints about your best of work.
2: Well, um, this hopefully this will turn around, make people happy for well, once. The
1: reason people were mad, because you wouldn't play anything older than when before we got to Raw Dog.
2: Yeah, I was giving it pure Raw Dog. Pure Why uncut. though?
1: Did you get that you know, hand it down from somewhere, or... Well, I know new
2: listeners, so let's yeah. just keep them getting familiar with the Raw Dog Show.
1: Right. So, hey. So you made that call yourself? I came to me, yes. No one else came to you and said, hey, Chris, here's an idea? No. Okay. Because the fact is, when you get the kind of responses that we get to our best stuffs, where the listeners go, we do not like what you're doing, Chris... Yeah. That should be a little light bulb come off, you know? Yeah. Can I tell you something that I heard years ago that always makes sense to me? What's that? Beep, pop, boop, beep, pop, boop. I'm going to write that down. That was the craziest conversation I was ever uh, (laughs) in with uh, Shelby. Shelby, no one needs Fez to come back as much as you do. And I was thinking this I think he has a blood sugar flow off I think that I noticed after the show we were putting some things together everybody was working but he was just sitting there you know what I mean and, and then when we're doing this I saw him sleeping once and then he you know did his you know Shelby's world of vowels
2: <laughs> to the point where he no longer could fucking form words the sleeping thing is troubling to me
1: when he and i know some nights does that he works late is he just dozed out here or is he actually working
2: i've seen both where the uh, head the head goes down you yeah, know the and head like, goes
1: down the deck goes out That's
2: <laughs> yes, right like whoa shelby this isn't Trent, that type of party buddy he starts
1: to blow himself <laughs>
2: <laughs> shelby there's, there's glass in the doors people can see you doing that
1: is the glass in the doors maybe there's glass in the doors all right, it's the Ron and Fez show reminding you, uh, this is probably your last chance to join the Dane Cook unmasked.
2: That's happening next Wednesday, October 15th at 3 p.m. at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City. You go to com. They'll tell you how to get your free tickets. Yeah.
1: The uh, If you go over to the iBank too, the Fappening with Doctor Who, was that one for you?
2: <laughs> I did want to see Doctor Who's whatever that is. I haven't looked at the pictures. I don't want to see them.
1: That's his Who penis.
2: Yeah, I don't want to see the Who penis.
1: Uh, it's a little a thing called Horton Blows a Who. Oh. That makes you upset.
2: Yeah, I'm not even a fan of Doctor Who the series.
1: I've never watched it, to be honest. And I understand it's been on for 900 years.
2: It's for It's been on forever. As, long, as soon as TV started, Doctor Who was the first TV show to come on.
1: And are there Americans that like it?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of Americans that like it. People love Doctor Who. I've never seen an episode.
1: Maybe they're confused thinking it's the Who.
2: Maybe. I don't know, but apparently there's a bunch of different actors who played Doctor Who, but it's the same story. I don't get it. Is it a kid show? No, it's like, a, it's like a, I believe it's like a science fiction show. Oh, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. British That's what I sci-fi. Call science fiction. Yeah, British sci-fi.
1: Sci-fi, you see how I shorten it? Yeah. I've been saying science fiction the entire time. No. Sometimes I'll say science-fi or sci-fiction. I'll go like this. Do you have a science-fi <laughs> part of this store?
2: I wouldn't even have known. I've been just using words uselessly for all these years.
1: Beep bop boop beep. Burr. Uh Chris, what's the next uh thing that you got for us? The next is a Fez
2: centric bit that's labeled giant oranges in uh where my best of all my best of files are. I think it's a time Fez thought that oranges would be better if they were gigantic but I'm not 100% sure as to what happens in the segment.
1: I th- is This isn't a Fez crying thing, is it? I don't believe he cr- cried in this. Um, here's what I think happened in this, and, I'm, and, and I haven't thought about it or heard it since the day it happened. I think this is going to make me look bad because Fez tries to bring up a premise... And it was so short after blueberries that I remember him thinking, why is he going back to the world of fruit? (laughs) And I let me tell you something about Fez. And this is, you know, uh, well, let's try to call Fez while we're doing this, Shelby. If you can stay awake long enough, let's do this. But, I mean, I do it with you, and I do it with Fez, and sometimes I I just think to myself, hey, my friend is setting up a bit, let me have some fun and fuck with him while he's doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But Fez will come up with a concept, and then he thinks to himself, here's what I'm going to say. And then Ron will say that, and then I'll say this, and then Ron will go, what about what? And then I will respond to this, and he thinks about it that way without ever once handing me script, because there is no script in radio. So the second that I go off script, a script that I don't even have, and say something of my own, beep bop. Boop. You know? Yeah, the weirdest. He's fucking stuff. stuck. Does Shelby not know his number?
2: Shelby, do you need Fez's number?
1: Shelbo?
4: No. i down it now.
2: What's he doing? He's, down, he's calling it now, he just
1: said. Yeah. Well, I can, you know, I actually can see the phones and know for a fact that he's not. So I think that's what happened. I think that he did that. I fucked him up, and then. Do you know how long this bit lasts? It's a twenty,
2: twenty-three minutes
1: long. See, this shocks me because I don't remember that. I remember this being, uh, you know, like a minute and a half. Um, And I hope it's not um, a crying bit. I'm sure it's a teasing bit, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember him crying at all. But this giant orange just stands big in my head. Like well, why did he win a
1: giant orange? Do you remember? No,
2: I think because he thought the giant food is better than regular food. I, I, I believe that's what, what his initial thing was. I could be wrong.
1: In certain places, he's being called the Orange Ball of Failure, which is not him. Shelby DeFez does not pick up. It just keeps going to voicemail. Here, give me my phone. Did you call his home phone or his his thing? When he's... I don't have it. Uh, When he's home, he will not answer his cell phone. He just doesn't play that game.
2: Weird. He's got to break that habit.
1: I guess Shelby is calling on him on his home phone now. You know, either that or the heart finally gave out. Oh God. And if that happens we will be announcing on the air that eleven stents is all his little heart could take. I know uh what I'll say too at his funeral, um it wasn't a strong heart but it was tender. And delicious. (laughs) Mm. So we did have him after all, huh, Beep Boop? He's picking up the home.
4: You just needed to be told how to call him? No, he he, uh, wasn't getting the home. I tried it again. Um, Fez.
8: Hello, Ronnie. Uh,
1: How long did your home phone ring?
8: Um, it rang twice.
1: Okay. Do you mean two times before you picked it up, or you called once, I mean, and then you let it go, and you called back?
8: No, it rang twice, and I picked it up.
1: Now, how long did it take Shelby to call him? 18 minutes? Fez, I know you're not aware of this right now. Were you able to listen to any of Thursday's show?
8: I I heard some of it. I I heard um, Anthony Jezelnik.
1: Thanks for calling in. It means a lot to us. Now... I guess that you heard that I had a cold, so we're you know we're doing best ofs on Friday, and right now you and your stents are now living in the future. It's Friday, um, but Chris is putting together uh, a best of, and tell uh, Fez <coughs> here's what we'll do: tell Fez all the segments that we've went so far, and he can do like just a like a quick blurb, you know, okay. like if this was. Uh, Um, you know, a paperback book.
8: How
2: many six-year-olds could you beat up?
8: Oh, okay. Um, I'll I'll give a spoiler alert here. Not many, especially with this many stents.
1: See, he made it about himself, but it was about the conversation. What's the next one? Earl fainting at dinner. Uh, Go on to the next one. Brett Favre voicemails. And the next? Giant oranges. Now, we got to this one... And we tried to figure out why Giant Oranges was a 20-minute bit. And I thought, I remember you tried to bring up something about Giant Oranges. I acted like an asshole. In my mind, this whole thing lasted a minute or so. Do you remember why this would be labeled as best of, Fess?
8: No, I have no idea because I think my only thought on it was we should have oranges the size, uh, size of watermelons. Why not have bigger oranges? And I can't imagine that it would have gone much further than that.
1: Now, why did you even think such a thing?
8: I don't know. Maybe I was just really in the mood for an orange that day.
1: Uh, okay. All right, Fezzi, thank you. That was Fez Watley, our own Fez Watley. In and out. Yeah. So even he does not recall... This is why a, this bit was so big. This is a mystery segment. I feel like I would have sat and listened to this one. <laughs> Instead of just blowing through. This is, it's simply, and we have no idea why it's here. It's simply labeled giant oranges. This is the best
4: of Ron and
0: Faye. Ron and Faye.
4: Starbucks is introducing their new Tentra Trentra size cup. So that that's going to be in stores in may it's thirty one ounces seven ounces bigger than their uh, largest uh, vente cup, so and they're going to have it for the cold drinks um, If things were going to be big, if they were going to improve things by making them bigger, okay, things to start with wet naps. You never get a big enough wet nap. If you're covered in barbecue or wing sauce, mm-hmm. the teeny tiny little wet nap doesn't even come close to getting all the sauce off of you.
1: Maybe you'd like a wet blanket.
4: That would be the way to go. Just a much bigger thing to start wiping off
1: with. All right. If you're listening, Madison Avenue, Fezzy needs a
4: bigger batch towel. So, um, also, uh, I would make keys bigger. People are always losing their keys. Okay, so make them bigger, like, you know, like well, those old you, dungeon keys.
1: But where would you put them? Are you going to have a big ring to carry them around?
4: Yeah, I mean, everyone is going to end up having their big keys on a chain. That's just going to be the way to wear them now. But people are constantly losing their keys. Can't find them anywhere. If they were much bigger I, keys... I don't know why we still have keys, because you don't get it in a hotel. You get that little fucking card.
1: Why can't we have those cards for our doors at our houses? And that way you just keep it in your wallet. You wouldn't fucking lose it. That'd be awesome. Uh, no offense here, Fezzi, because I'm going with you uh-huh. on the bigger weapon, at, but I don't want
4: dungeon keys. No. Too big. Too fucking heavy. They just wouldn't get lost as easily.
1: But then no, I, I do- wouldn't, because I'd be like, I'm too car, I'm too tired. I'm not carrying a key home. They're gonna to have to replace all the doors in the world. This is gonna take forever. Whatever.
4: It's not none of this is gonna happen anyway. Oh. What's your next big thing, Fez? Oranges. If you could have a big orange. Yeah. I mean a really big orange, that would be better than watermelon. To start eating a w uh what an orange wedge like a watermelon slice. All right. That would be fantastic. If the orange, the only problem with it is that it's but not big enough. But
1: do you eat two or three oranges at a time? I mean, I've never. don't think I've ever doubled up on my oranges. If I been
2: to a giant orange wedge, there'd be fucking liquid everywhere. It'd be a huge mess. Yeah, guys. it is kind of
1: explosive, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's and why you need you, the giant wet nap. And then you're going to be squirting people like across the street. They're going to hit in the eye with the orange juice.
4: Dangerous. So I thought that if you're, you know, we don't need bigger cups. That's for sure. We have plenty well, of those.
1: it's not one or the other. It's not whether we're going to get big cups at Starbucks or giant oranges. You're going to have both. Well, actually, neither. You can't build a bigger orange. I have over cups. But really, I don't. I think I I would get a little tired of, like, you've got the orange wedge that's the size of a watermelon thing, right? Right. Then what I got to do? Put this other giant fucking rest of the
4: orange back in? Because now you can't eat a whole orange. And uh, where does it go? Well, then it's like, you know, then you would need one orange to squeeze for juice. Right, but I, but you're... Instead of having to put, like, a whole bushel in there just to get a cup. Uh Do you squeeze oranges for juice? No, I don't. No one does. So that's not going to be a big
1: problem. Fuck that. Uh, but, you know, the greatest thing about an orange is that it's portable. You don't have to leave your orange at home like you do a watermelon.
4: Uh, Nicole Kidman.
1: <laughs> that was the end of our conversation. Oh, uh, what did Nicole Kidman do? Get a giant what? Peach?
4: No. Uh, her and Keith Urban had a uh, baby girl using a surrogate mother. Okay. Uh They released a statement uh, making uh, or thanking everyone uh, for their support, especially their gestational carrier. That's the term they use for surrogate mother. Mm. All right. Surrogate sounds a little creepy, futuristic. Right. But at least it still had mother in the the term. Well, I think there's a difference because
1: uh, I think the surrogate is you use the surrogate's egg. And they're saying this is our egg our sperm, and she just carries it around.
4: Oh, okay. I thought it was like a new term for surrogate mother. I think it's a different position. Gestational carrier? That doesn't even sound human. My thing is this, the uh, genational, what is it? Gestational carrier.
1: They should be bigger. Uh, They should be the size of, like, their eggs should be like dinosaur eggs. Uh, Aaron, you're on Running Fez.
8: Yeah, I got a question. Who wants to peel a giant orange? That sucks fucking huge. What are you going to do with all the peelings?
1: Don't get caught up into the giant orange talk. He's already dropped it. He went in Nicole Kidman as soon as I asked him one question. I asked him, I go, what are you going to do with the rest of the orange? Nicole Kidman is back in the news.
4: Well, you don't peel a watermelon, and everyone's fine with that. Right,
1: because you can't peel a watermelon. That's a rind. How are you going to get the skin off this giant thing? And again, if you have a an orange the size, how's it gonna stay in a tree?
2: No, this is crazy.
1: We're gonna need a like, know, to get this have to thing do. off. Why? What's your problem with it, Hicks? It the game anyone's gonna be able to get these. Nicole giants. Kidman oh. is back in the news. What about the oranges? Uh, Jared,
8: you're in front Errani, there's a couple things wrong with this big orange. First of all, how big would the tree have to be to support a bunch of these oranges? And and second, you
7: wouldn't be able to hire these little small Mexicans to pick them. You'd have to go hire big Austrians or Canadians or somebody. We'd have to
1: hire, yeah, we'd have to hire giants. Right. All this stuff isn't thought out.
4: But we'll get there. But we somehow pick watermelons. It would be no different than picking Water- a really large fruit. Watermelons are on the ground. They're not up in trees.
2: Is there any way we can plant a tree underground that has yeah. oranges? Sure, I guess. Giant ones. <laughs> okay. I think we're moving towards progress here then.
1: I just don't know how much orange you want to eat. It seems to me one orange and you're done. I never go back. What is do we have any more oranges?
4: It's not like it's popcorn. Well, you got these giant ones back here. (laughs) Ron Reagan Jr. um, is suggesting that his father already had Alzheimer's disease while he was uh, still president and still in the White House.
1: Well, I remember that coming up when his dad was leaving the White House. Remember the last, I don't know, like year or so? He wasn't even on TV that much. And then when he had to do the Iran contra thing or the Iran? what was it iran contra? Yeah, that was it they had to just let him go because he couldn't remember anything so they had called him in and then they all got embarrassed and said oh okay mr president thank you because he he just didn't know a thing um but that's why had nancy was watching over him like a hawk
4: yeah uh, ron reagan was saying he he first started noticing it in the 84 uh, presidential debates you would think though that with something like that, if that was really happening It did. That the patient doctor privilege would kinda have to go out the window. Well it was known by everybody. I
1: mean it was brought up that he wasn't really kinda running the White House there at the sa- at the thing. And they think it was actually him being shot is which kinda sped it up. Which is really sad, you know. Um Mike, you're on running feathers.
7: Hey, hey, guys. Uh, Hey, Fezzy, this giant orange, wouldn't the seeds be a choking hazard if
1: they're the size of a baseball? Look, again, we're not going to have giant oranges. Uh, By the way, Brazilian Julie says, we, we here in Brazil squeeze oranges for juice daily. Delish. What is your hurry, Brazilian Julie? Get out of the delicious. You don't have to leave it at delish. She's been down in that Brazil for a long time, by the way.
8: Uh, Greg,
1: you're on running a Fez.
8: Yeah, I was just thinking that, uh, this whole Fez's idea with the
7: big oranges, sounds like he's giving about as much thought as he did the whole dairy relocation program.
1: Surface thinking. That does plenty. You already have big watermelons. He'd like a big orange. I didn't even know you were a big orange eater. As long as I've known you, I never saw you eating an orange.
4: I mean, I like an orange every now and again.
1: Right, but do you want a giant fucking slice? That's the point. We all just like an orange every now and again. We don't have this need to eat a giant fucking orange. Where you said one slice is going to be big as a fucking watermelon slice. That's too much orange. That's scary. I doubt you could sit in here tomorrow and eat ten or a dozen oranges. Hell no. Uh Craig the Run of Fest show.
8: Hey. Listen, yeah. uh, Fez is already a little late with this idea. The Monsanto Corporation genetically engineered oranges to be bigger decades Ooh. ago. Mm,
1: they're disgusting. Yeah, I know. If you look at the kind of oranges that we have in the supermarket, they're twice as big as if you had an orange tree in your backyard. Um, here is here's Steve. Steve, you're on Fez. Hey,
9: wouldn't it be better to go the other way and have... Orange-sized watermelons, you can put it in your lunch sack, take it to work with you. Who wouldn't want that? A little personal watermelon.
1: I th- Actually, I'm now, m- I think, two or three bites of a watermelon. I'd be like, uh, I don't know, I need more of these.
8: Uh, Ezra, you're on of Fez. Hey, Fez, if you want to tackle the size of citrus, I think we should start with the size of those little tiny tangerines, because everybody does eat more than one of those.
1: Fuzzy, what about Tangelo's? Have you thought about that at all?
4: I haven't given much thought to Tangelo's, but the tangerines I like because they come in little sections anyway. And oranges don't? Well, not the easy pull-apart sections that a tangerine has. And a tangerine will peel easier as well. Okay. So I wouldn't mind a big tangerine.
1: 866... Run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. Um Colin and Houston, you're in run of fez.
7: But look, Ronnie, we know Fez doesn't think things out. Uh, baby love, of course, deer relocation, and of course uh Table Bay Bucks football. But listen, what about selling oranges by the slice just like pizza parlors? You could actually make
8: money off this.
1: Can I get a slice of orange please? Thank you. Uh Lenny, you're in run of fez.
8: Yes, I think uh, Fez is on to something uh, with the, the big key thing, except uh, being like a universal key, like a universal remote or perhaps a iPhone app where you just punch a number on your cell phone and opens up all your doors. They've
1: actually got those already, and I was seeing this today. Leo Lapore was on Regis and said that there's a thing where your 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 phone can find your keys for you. Your iPhone and your keychain will be connected. What? You make your keychain ring. That's crazy. But with Fez's giant keys, I guess it would fucking ring so loud, it would hurt your
4: ears. A fucking air raid siren. I guess an iPhone app is one way to go. How would you like to go, Thinky?
1: It was up to you. What else do you want, Giant? What about Giant Babies? Why I like babies, but I wish they were like six to eight feet tall.
2: Then you could really hug a baby. Then would they grow down, or would they grow up into just giant people?
1: I haven't thought it out.
4: Won't you little giants. poor fucking uh, scientists are now warning California that they... don't fuck with us. That they are due for a superstorm, which could actually flood 25% of Californians' homes and be four to five times more deadly than a major earthquake. So California, with all the horrible natural disasters and bad weather conditions, now they also have science fiction weather to worry about.
1: Sounds like some of those giant oranges out there could get w- washed away.
4: Maybe they could hide under their giant oranges. This will be the next disaster film, now that this information's out there. Superstorm, where it's even bigger and and badder than a perfect storm. It's one step higher.
1: Here's Arch, you're on run of Bigger. Today's the bigger show.
8: Uh,
1: Arch, what do you got?
8: If we had giant oranges, how would Vito Corleone fit a slice in his mouth and chase his grandkid through the garden?
1: You know, we all like to bust Fez's balls on this, but you know, he's a virgin and no one called in to help with that. But, oh, as soon as he comes up with the idea, giant orange slices, then it's like, uh, it's a dope show. Well, guess what? He's no dope. He's a dreamer. Our Fez Whatley has dreams. Now, will he ever see any of those dreams? No. Oh. Of course not. If you have stupid dreams, they're not going to come true. But it doesn't stop you from being a dreamer. Uh-uh. Speaking of dreamers, is Tommy Z coming in this week? Uh, I've been talking to him.
2: He says he can't get a car this week, but he should be good next he, week. He has all kinds of problems now. Oh, yeah.
1: Since we uh, haven't seen him in a while. Remember, he was on top of the world? Mm-hmm. Now he's on the bottom of the world. Yeah, it's falling out from under him. Tell him I got a business proposition for him. I call it Giant Orange Slices. Okay, I'll let that him know. Um, here's uh, Matt Buffalo. You're on Fez.
7: Hey, guys. I think giant oranges are a great idea. We got this epidemic of pirates dying from
9: scurvy, and it would just be eliminated.
1: Again, this is not the dope show, all right? Fez is not a dope. He's a dreamer, a crazy dreamer who, one of these days, something's going to come through for
4: him. Like a mad scientist almost. Everyone can I, mock the, if they want, but if there was giant right, oranges in the we? supermarket, everybody would be dying to try them. They would be taking them home in bowling bags if they had to.
1: Well, it doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense because watermelon, we don't take home in a bowling bag, but whatever. The Dirty. point is this. People like yourself, Tommy Z, Mafia Life's Chris, people with dreams, they get mocked. They get mocked by the cynical of us all. I don't believe in that. I like a good dream. Um, Here's uh, Chris. You're on a fez.
8: Yeah, I just wanted to point out. I think it's kind of ironic that the big fruit wants bigger fruit. (sighs) You
1: know what? We're all stars here in the dope show. I get it. And you get it. Fez believes in something. Uh, Gary, Daytona, you're on a of Fez.
8: Ronnie, this giant orange, if you squeeze it and got the juice, would it be the smooth kind or the frothy kind that causes heart attacks? Fez got
3: a, a
1: heart attack from his orange juice, we thought, at one time. At least he yelled. All right, here he is.
0: Say to make us feel so hollow, love.
2: Stickers are shallow Cops and queers Swim you have to swallow Today
0: No love for tomorrow We're all stars now In the dope show We're all stars now In the dope show Life's pretty
1: It's not a dope show. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, there's not a secondary line of thinking. It's just the original line. And then... Done! Don't call him on everything. Bob, you're on the Rana Fez show.
9: Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. I just wanted to let Fez know a couple years ago there's a kid's movie that came out called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And it combines both of his ideas. Giant food and the perfect superstorm You might want to check it out. Just steal it from the kids when you look at it. I'll it. Your
0: face, we'd really like to sell you. Cops and queers make good-looking models. I hate to take or wake up with tomorrow. The lights are free.
1: back on 202 friends and uh, this has come up what about tiny tiny deer car accidents and we won't have to move them <laughs> and they won't destroy our giant orange orchids look again this isn't Charlie Manson we're not the fucking dope show here we're not going to have tiny fucking deer and giant oranges he's just talking um, look who it is it's our old buddy gorilla Bob hey Bob Hey, how we doing, Otter? How we doing
8: there, uh, Sniper? What I'm thinking, though, is it's great that we're building a giant comedy orange,
0: slice by slice, to comedy orange, comedy orange.
1: Comedy orange, comedy orange. Thank you. Oh,
0: I missed the New York colors.
1: Ooh. We are all stars now. Too bad that uh, that fucking combine took me and David Bowie. I like to call uh, Manson Mean David Bowie. And a lot of times I look at Tim Burton and go like this. Well, why aren't you Manson? You you look the same. Could have pulled it off. Yeah. Got Danny Elfman behind him. Danny Elfman, please, with the Danny Elfman (laughs) in the same song, no matter what movie it is. Danny Elfman, well, you know how Tarantino got his, I'm I'm bringing movies and music together. I like to see Danny Elfman just bring music with music together. I don't know if we can pull that off. Uh, that's all the tunes in his head. La, la, la. Um, here's James. James, you're on the Ron Fez show.
7: Hey, what's up, Ron Fez? How you doing, Frisky? Um, Fez, I'm like the uh, orange idea. I kind of see it as a new Florida summertime tradition where you put the giant orange on the doorstep and carve it like a jack-o'-lantern. Uh, could be a little messy, though.
4: imagine if you did that with a giant blood orange, how scary it would be. It'd be a nightmare, just like Halloween. With the games this weekend, I was thinking to have a blowout, what would be the exact number? I think you have to have <laughs> 20 point, at least 20 points for it to be a blowout. Okay. I don't even think 17, up by three scores, well, is get, enough of a blowout.
1: See, I think a blowout, you've got to score a lot of points. Like a twenty to nothing game isn't a blowout, but forty to twenty feels like a blowout.
4: Oh yeah, that does feel like more of a blowout. And like even like the Seahawks Bears game this weekend, Mm -hmm. that was like a blowout until you see the score. When you see that it was thirty five to twenty four, the
1: Seahawks scored a lot at the end.
4: Yeah, when it was just when they didn't get their touchdown until like near the end of the game. But I would say if we are going to set a standard, I would say 20 points. So 20 to nothing is a blowout? Yeah, I would say that's still a blowout. It doesn't feel like that to me. If you, if you have to score three touchdowns to win, See, then I, I think you're blown out.
1: I think a blowout has to mean that the defense kind of got blown out, you know, and the offense didn't respond. I feel like you've got to have a minimal amount of points scored. Before it's a blowout, I think the offense has to score 40 plus points before it's a blowout. Because at a certain point, you're going to say, well, this is just unwatchable. And you're going to watch a game that says, like, is 13 to nothing. And then they score in the last, you know, 10 seconds and it becomes 20 to nothing. Uh, it didn't feel like a blowout the whole game. Maybe it ended by 20 points, but it was just a two score game until right at the end. But I, don't, I think you're right about something. They don't say, well, here's exactly what a blowout... Like, you know exactly what a shutout is. Uh-huh. You're like, you don't go, well, 3 nothing." it's kind of a shutout uh, for both teams. No, the 3 keeps it from being a shutout. If you score points, it's not a shutout. But there is no minimum that we have for blowout.
4: Yeah, and I don't think we have a minimum for a landslide either, like in an election.
1: Right. Okay.
4: Where do you need like a hundred more electoral votes for it to be a landslide? The only people that came up with the
1: landslide rule was Fleetwood Mac. And I dare you to watch your kid getting older while you're listening to that song. Matter of fact, that's the song that I'm going to play when we, at, at Hicks's funeral. Your funeral, Fez, already got it. Dope show. That's going to work out good.
2: Well, it'll turn into a real party, at least.
1: That's true. Hicks, I hope for your funeral, it's robots fucking playing music. That's how long, long I want you to live. But you could have been killed today.
2: Oh, yeah, easily. Could have cracked my fucking skull open. But God, help me. He fucking saved me. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. You thought of God that way. I guess. No, you were thinking else. I'm so blessed. As you're sliding down all heels and asshole, down that fucking front steps life Life's going great. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> that was the other thing that Gervais did the other night. Please turn landslide off and despise. Uh, when at the end of the show, out of nowhere, I'd like to thank God for making me an atheist. Yeah. Well, you're not exactly uh, behind enemy lines while well, you're sitting there with a bunch of Hollywood people, Ricky.
2: That was weird. Didn't know why I did that.
1: Um, what do you got, Matt?
7: Yeah, I was on uh, Fez's blowout rule. Maybe you could do a sliding scale where, like, if the winning team is in the 20s, they got to be up by four touchdowns. Winning team is in the 30s, it's three
9: touchdowns. And 40s and above, it's two touchdowns.
1: All right, sliding scale might have to go into that. Mousey, you're in of Fez.
9: Yeah, not to add more to the complication, but I kind of agree with
7: the last caller. I mean, it depends on the game. I mean, if it's football, you need like probably like 21 points or 27 points for a blowout. If it's basketball, it's like 40 or 50 points for a blowout. It varies per game.
1: Uh, what about baseball?
8: Uh, oh, easily. Like, you know, six or seven runs.
1: I think it's seven. I think seven just feels like uh, everything is uh, hideous from that point on. And there's no way you can get back to it. Um, Brian, you're on the Run and Fez show.
7: Yes, I was wondering uh, how Fez would think about uh,
9: giant bananas.
1: Right, enough, enough with the giant fruit. I mean, if anything, we're going to do, do giant plums first oh. and go in that direction.
4: Oh, who is he? That's uh, from Marketing and Talent. Hmm. I didn't know that.
1: I've seen him around. I didn't know he was one of our talent people.
4: Yeah, in charge of all the talent. Kind of two departments under one guy.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
4: Yeah,
1: I thought he was just a hang-around guy. I see him hanging out sometimes if there's free food.
2: Lucky I'm right there next to him.
1: I know you are. Well, hopefully there's no steps there. Hope to God. My back is fucked up. Hope to my dear Lord.
4: I didn't have anything else there.
1: Uh, look at the giant cigarettes. A giant cup,
2: four beautiful cartons of cigarettes from my buddy Phila Madison, who's by far sent me a, at least twenty cartons of cigarettes. Phil and are,
1: Madison's the best person ever.
2: He's amazing. These are from
1: South Africa, Johannesburg. What's the word? Johannesburg. What a price! Fifty twice. Who smokes the most? These color folks. Uh, Phil Madison. I like to say, as an honorary Ron and Fez show member. Fuck yeah. And when I announce the show, it's me, Pepper Hicks, Phil and Madison, and then Giant Slice, Fez Watley. You want us to start calling you Giant Slice?
4: No, you don't have to. Maybe if the Giant Oranges catch on, then I'll be there to take the credit for it. What about Orange Ball of Failure? You bringing that back? Why did we used to call you that? We didn't call me that. We called Billy Staples that.
1: That was one of the characters you played, Billy Staples.
4: Oh, yeah. So it was uh, from the bright orange shirt. What bright orange shirt? That I got, uh, that I wore when I played Billy Staples.
1: So where did? Why did they start calling you the Orange a Failure?
4: <laughs> from a failed stand-up gig that happened at the uh, at uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey. Really? Did that make you feel bad? Um, not at the time because it happened to Billy, not me. So. So, what, when it happens to one of your characters, you don't care? Um. No, I guess not.
0: Stand by for more of the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Dog. Raw Dog, Raw Dog. Com- comedy. On Raw Dog Comedy. It's Channel 9.
1: It's the Ron of FedEx show. I am Ron Bennington, uh, Chris Stanley. It's hard to believe that this time, a week from now, I will debut Bennington, which will be done on the OP radio uh, right here on Sirius XM. Uh, it's a fresh new start. It's an exciting time, and it's the beginning of the end. Of the Ron and Fez show oh. It's a time As we embrace the new And stuff like FedEx uh, My lovely Co-host I think of the last Two years Beep Boop My sleeping producer And Chris I do a lot of podcast Stanley We'll start Wrap up and say Goodbye I think ending with murder mysteries, you know, like they do at the end of Lost, where they would kill off certain people. Or Sopranos, where some guys would die, you know, leading up in that last year.
2: Yeah, like Chris. Every
1: week in regular dead. <laughs> Till soon you're like, I don't give a shit, I guess Chris is dead? <laughs> and Tony killed him? What?
2: They really didn't think this out, did they? Well, I don't want to be smothered to death by anyone.
1: I don't know how you're going to go out, but you're going to go out after all. You put together a hell of a best of for us, though. I mean, you've done so good with this. I can't wait to find out what the last segment is.
2: The last segment is, could you massacre an entire town?
1: Well, first of all, yes. Second of all, isn't that close to beating up um, six-year-olds? It's...
2: Close, but not the same. One's murder; one's just beating.
1: It's one of those things where we all say, "Hey, that's great, Chris. You're doing that." So you will immediately try to do something as close to that as you possibly can.
2: It's it's a it's a fun classic segment. It's okay. you know everyone's going to love it. It's could you mask your entire town? I believe it was of a hundred people.
1: A town of a hundred people yeah. specifically a hundred people.
2: As if I if I remember correctly, yes.
1: Well. I wish we just replay uh, There Should Be Big Oranges.
2: That was a great one, too.
1: Was it? Yeah. I've lost interest in this. (laughs) I'm going to be totally uh, um, honest with you. I'm trying to... I, I have Anthony show up while I'm doing this. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of shirt that he's wearing. Um... I'm not exactly sure. He's a very attractive man. It's no wonder he does very well with the women. I know uh, yesterday he had some kind of power outage. But I don't know if he keeps his stuff on. Generator. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Generator. But just a generator just for the laptop. Nothing else. Uh so I think we're going to wrap this up with a bit that's probably so close to the how many six year old bit that that'll probably start and bore you. No, the listener, people are going to love it.
2: They're going to love it. Trust me.
1: I got to get home. I don't feel well. Okay. I'm going to take the next three days to relax. I'm going to be like beep when the show is going on. I'm just going to take some sleep and, you know, chill and take some zinc. There you go. Some Zycam. I'm going to take some codeine. No. I'm going to take some methadone. Don't, don't, don't. I'm going to take different kind of opiates, stirring them and mixing them with cocaine until I have a lovely speedball. Um, A speedball, one of the greatest things because it takes the drowsiness out of heroin, and it takes the out of cocaine. You know what I mean? You kind of. No, the thing is, when you get in between a speedball, you wrap it around you like it's a warm blanket, but an exciting warm blanket. You know, yeah. a warm blanket that makes you feel smart. And then you think to yourself, <laughs> "I think I'm going to die in this warm blanket." A lot of people die in speedballs. You shouldn't really mix the drugs. Also, shouldn't mix downs with alcohol. The mixing really just ruins everything. Well, there's a better chance that you won't wake up. Another thing that you shouldn't do is mix uh, marijuana with m M&M m peanuts. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> m M&M m peanuts! And they taste so good! Do you think there's any difference in color in peanuts, m M&M m peanuts? Yeah. I don't think there is.
2: Yellow and red? Yeah. Brown,
1: green. Definitely. You don't think so? Definitely. You think that if we did a blind taste test with you on Monday, you would be able to tell me what color (laughs) M&M peanut you're putting in your mouth.
2: Yeah, I can tell by the color. Yeah, just color by taste or taste by color. No way. I'll I'll give it my damnedest. I think I can. I love peanut M&M's.
1: Yeah, everyone does because you know what the flavor. Yeah, what it is. Yeah, what? It's M M&M. and M. You're tasting an M M&M and M shell.
2: There's a difference between the red shells and the blue shells, etc.
1: I've never even heard anyone say, say that before. This is shocking to me.
2: Yeah, prepare to be shocked. There's, I can tell the difference.
1: Well, if we were to do this blind taste test with lights lifesavers, right? Yeah. And we did seven lifesavers. Yeah, I think the chances would be pretty good. You could come up with the seven flavors.
2: Yeah, they taste different.
1: Seven out of seven. What would you? What, what kind of money that you could hit seven out of seven
2: on the lifesavers? Yeah, fifty bucks. I could hit seven out of seven on the, on the lifesavers.
1: And M and M's
2: for M and M's. Twenty bucks. I could hit on all seven. Or however, many, however many there are.
1: How about this? You hit six out of seven. What, what would you be willing to bet?
2: I'll go up to 50 on six out of seven. I think that this, I, I just, I, I got to get some sort of odds. I'll take that. Fifty bucks. I'll, six out of seven. On the other taste test.
1: You're a fucking degenerate, <laughs> and you let someone bully you, bully you into losing money. Bully? Yeah. Look, I jumped, look, You gave me action. All right. Six I, out of seven. I like this. I know you. You couldn't do this with vegetables. You have been, no matter what the texture is. You have ruined your taste buds through smoke. As it is. Have everyone ever made and them better? I don't think there's a human being alive that could say, "Oh, blindly, this is a red M M&M and M, and that's a blue M and M." We'll find out on Monday. Your cockiness annoys me.
2: Fifty bucks. Six out of seven. There's seven colors in the M M&M, and M, or however many there are. I don't know how many of the colors there are. Oh, I know, is I'll tell the difference.
1: You know what this reminds me of? What's that? I'm on the bus with the football team from William & Mary. They're traveling to Alabama yelling upset special. We're going to beat their ass. And you just want to say, I know you're going to lose by 50. But there's no way you can prove it then. They have to get beat up first. You're not going to hit six out of seven. We'll see. And there's no difference between blue and red because that isn't flavor; that's colors.
2: It's a candy shell, yeah. But there's a slight flavor. It
1: would taste the same that if I had you lick a blue color yeah. on a book and then lick a red color, it wouldn't taste any different.
2: Yeah, it would. That's 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 fucking pulp. This is a candy shell. You're it's telling
1: different. me that you can taste dye and you cannot.
2: We'll we'll see it happen on that Monday, mate.
1: That. I just want you to say yes, Ron. You're right. Let me out of this.
2: Fifty
0: bucks.
1: All right. What is this? Best I've been again?
2: This is because uh, you basket in an entire town.
1: Okay. Enjoy this, folks, and then will be back here Monday as we do the blind m M&M taste test. It's the Ron and Fez Show.
0: This is the best of Ron and Fez.
1: Oh, here's something that uh, our buddy Liddy Rules uh, sent to me. First of all, he said, Thank- uh, I'm glad you enjoyed uh, Line of the Day book. I still cannot tell you, Fezzi, how much that book has touched me. It's a family heirloom uh-huh. to be handed down generation to generation. Just knowing that that um, book is going to make future Benningtons laugh means the world to me. <laughs> so... um He said this. He goes, here's a question I have for you. I'm driving through some small towns, small populations, less or slightly more than 100 people in the entire town. Morality aside, which is basically the way I go through life. I don't let morality ever get in the way. Okay. Do you think it would be possible for you and a friend to go into one of these tiny towns and kill every last soul before anyone found out? You start at like 1 o'clock at night. When the town is asleep, you go right until before dawn. Would it be possible to massacre the entire town? What's the highest population that you think it could be done with? All right, so you got to think it's a small hayseed type town, you know. But I want—I don't want it to be farmland, right? I want it to be like where the feed store is, the barber shop.
4: Oh yeah like now, a mayberry.
1: I honestly think I could wipe out the town. I know that I would be good at this, killing people in their sleep. I know I the only thing that you got to wake up is a lot of these fuckers are strapped. So if you uh you know bump into something, you find yourself in a gun battle.
4: Yeah, that's uh that's a total problem. You could probably pick up your numbers, pick up your pace if like a lot of these small town people have large families that are included in the population. Yeah, of course they do. They're farmers. What else are you gonna do? So maybe you could get eight, nine at a house. Something you got to ask is: you get weapons, or
2: you're doing this barehanded? Oh,
1: I didn't even think that.
2: Because if you're doing it barehanded, you're gonna fucking you're gonna get tired. Uh,
1: first of all, you can't do it barehanded. There's no but way. You know, you're gonna wake up some yeah, fucking yeah. hoss of a hayseed <laughs> that's going to come out of that bed and kick the shit out of you. So if you had like an axe or a crowbar, yeah, let's like just say axe. Okay, sounds good. Uh. Let's say you have an axe and two knives.
2: <laughs> okay. Um and the population is what, two hundred? Something Let, like that? Yeah.
1: Could you take out the whole town in one night? They're mm-hmm. sleeping. But the real problem is not to wake anyone up or some fucking insomniac who's jacking off the porn in the middle of the night. That's what I worry about.
2: You're yeah, someone out at the bar. Just yeah. just you know, it's it's you can't tell. Let's say seventy five percent of the town can be taken out.
1: Seventy-five, percent and that's that's taking twenty-five percent who are up or who are out, not in the house. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on and say I could kill them all, but <laughs> I will leave one. I will leave one to see the destruction that wreaked. To under. spread the tail. Now, Fez, let me ask you this. <laughs> yes. Do you think that you could kill even two? How nervous would you be breaking into someone's house?
4: Oh, I would be beyond nervous, shaking. You know, and that's really what's going to slow me down. Yeah. Even if I had the killer instinct and I was going in, because you know, getting into someone's house, stumbling around in the dark, that's going to slow down my pace immensely. Yeah. night vision goggles, and they're probably and the doors aren't even open. I mean, cl- locked. I bet a lot of them are going to be open. Yeah, or yeah.
1: easy locks. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. I'm still <laughs> even if it's open, I'm fucking breaking it down with an axe. <laughs> but if I, can... and I the last word that. Uh, that, that any of these kids are going to hear is, Alexa, cute every last one of you motherfuckers! All night long, they're just going to hear a howling.
4: Yeah, I would probably get two houses done by the end of the night. Or you could just burn them all down. No, I'm not going to play that That's game. That's cheating. I, I'm guess it's
1: a, a, I don't think it's cheating. <laughs> I think people are going to jump out and run away. Mm. I mean, I don't have a problem with if you think you're the pyromaniac to <laughs> pull this off. But you got four sides of that house. And some of these houses, it's gonna look like fucking school let out because there's gonna be so many kids up there <laughs> right. diving, little br- and running. That no, I, I would worry about that. I gotta take care of everybody. That's sloppy, and I yeah. kill them one at a time. And the little kids, I'm just gonna probably cut their throats. Oh, that's you know, yeah. nice way to go out, I guess. Well, first I'll cut their Achilles tendons okay. in case they wake up. I don't want <laughs> to run away. <laughs> so uh, here's Craig. Craig, you're on run running fez.
9: Hey, buddy, yeah. I'll tell you what, I could get
1: down 35, 35 easy. Why 35? Why, uh, 35% of the town of 100.
9: That's right. 35 yeah. would be a piece of cake.
1: By the way, I'm also going to be dressed like Elvis. <laughs> because those fuckers are going to think Jesus came back. And that's who, they get those two confused.
4: Um, the Elvis killer.
1: Brad. Hey, boys. Yeah.
7: You're not going to get past 10%. I live in a shitty little town like that. You're not taking into account the dog factor. Every fucking person in one of those little towns has a dog. They're all going to be barking. The rednecks are all going to wake up, and they're all going to be armed. You're not going to get past 10%.
1: That's a really good point there. No one's come up with that. The dog factor. You're going to have to kill dogs. And, again, that's going to slow you down. No, that's not easy. And, first of that's all, right. Fezzy, I disagree with you. You and Mike Veg. I mean, I would wipe out a whole town, but I would never harm a beautiful little animal that is really God's precious creatures, precious creatures of beauty. And I would give each of the dogs snacks while I went inside and fucking went just stone cold crazy in there. I mean, cold fucking blooded. Dogs are a problem. Yeah.
4: They're an obstacle.
1: All right, let's just say this. You can have a fucking, some kind of a dart gun for the dog.
4: Okay, Because right. I don't want to okay. be,
1: and I only want to put them to sleep, and when they wake up, there's going to be extra okay, snacks. Right.
4: <laughs> there's going to be extra <laughs> snacks for those beautiful dogs. I don't think they woke up in dog be,
1: heaven, then. It, Because what I love is dogs more than people. Way more than
4: people. Whole towns of children. Yeah. Yeah, the town I want to kill is Kid Nation
1: you know, they're getting sued, I think. Yeah, Yeah.
4: already. Because, like, a kid got burned. Pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) How would that
8: happen?
1: Hey, uh, here's Mikey, boy. Hello, Mikey.
8: Hey, guys. Um, I think I figured out the way you have to do this. First of all, you do it in the winter so the windows are closed. And you come in and use some kind of odorless, poisonous gas and just feed that into the houses. No one's going to wake up. Probably won't even bother the dogs and take out whole families at a time. But
1: here's the problem: Do you get the satisfaction? Yeah. By just using an odorless gas, it doesn't
4: feel like a murderous
1: rampage. Yeah, I got to chase at least one kid <laughs> up the steps, <laughs> thinking he's going to get away. Save, save the last house for that. All right, that's not a bad idea.
8: Otherwise, you're, you're going to cause some kind of noise. You're going to cause you, some kind of disturbance along the way, and you're not going to be nearly as effective as you need to be. Here's
1: what I: uh, At one point, Liddy's saying, "Okay, you can use a friend." I would go different places with Fez and I'd be like, oh, I'd be exhausted and covered in blood. How many did you get? Can't get by the dog. Could you help me get by the dog? God damn it, Fez. The sun's coming up in an hour and a half. Ronnie, I'm stuck in the window. You still got the Mortons. All right, Mikey. All right, see you guys. I mean, I love Mikey, boy, but I can't go odorless. Gas, I gotta fucking be in there. It's That's a hands on job. Yeah. You know? I got to see the terror in their eyes as I'm fucking coming down, <laughs> swinging an axe in each hand.
4: Not just
3: blood. The, the angel of death has taken this house.
1: <laughs> and I'm fucking, you know, putting a little Manson stuff on the walls. Of fucking just spray plate. paint. Yeah.
4: That would be the fucking funnest. This is like the anti-Santa Claus. You're just trying to visit every house in town in one night. I'd also rob the houses, too, probably, if they're, they're all dead. They're not going to need their money or jewelry. Yeah. But That's in a small town, they probably won't
2: have much jewelry.
4: I'm telling you, all these little side things are going to slow you down when you have an entire town to kill. Oh, no, when the most of them are dead, then I'll go loot the houses. I mean, how many of you think you got to get done in the first hour just to stay on pace? <laughs> That's the thing. you are going to slow down. And
1: I know me. I can't walk past all those fridges <laughs> without going, wait a minute.
4: <laughs> Something's got to be good in there. All right, so
1: let's go over this again. This is Liddy Rules came up with this. And of course, never would happen in a million years. But what goes down is this. you got a small town of 100. His question is... Can you take out the whole town in the middle of the night? I say anything less than the whole town is a failure. If I'm gonna yeah, give one to tell the tale of terror that he's just running from house to house to house. But anything less than that sounds terrible. Now I don't think guns is the way to go. No. It's cheating. And it's loud,
2: I don't say the silence or anything, but Yeah. No. You need a blunt object at the very least.
1: Yeah,
4: it does have to be a bloodbath, I think.
1: <laughs> I gotta uh I gotta agree there. Uh, here is, uh, Ricky. Ricky, you're on Run
8: Yeah. Halloween night. That's the best time to do it. It's them rednecks. They love Halloween. The town, the fences are down. You knock on the door. They open the door. Bam. There they are. You got them. They think it's trick-or-treaters, but it's you, with a knife, hatchet, whatever. I know that sounds
1: great, and, it, you know, it fits with the movie and all that, but I really do want to wake people up in the middle of the night. Uh, here is uh, Tom. Tom, you're on the Fez.
7: Hey, buddies. <laughs> I think the pro. I think the problem is you're not taking into account the hot chick factor. You're doing this in the middle of the night out in Hicksville. There's yeah. no air conditioning.
3: There's no so hot some
7: chicks. Some of these
9: chicks have got to be hot. <laughs> They're,
7: They're you're going to be d-
1: farm fucking broads. They're going to look <laughs> like cattle. Hey, how about that, Marla Hooch? <laughs> yeah. That's basically what you're going to be like now. Obviously, we'd n- we'd never do this in a million years, but we got this from a listener. This is, <laughs> can you do it? Yeah. Could you do it? And even playing this kind of game, I don't like to send uh, uh, any kind of animals into it, though. But I would definitely, I would make sure that I I came in through a window, and I would love just either to have people just like sleeping all over. And I'd fucking have a sound system set up. and Before I even did anything, I'd just, I'd fucking be ready to hit play. I'd turn up the volume on everything, you know? And I would just be leaning over them,
10: hit the light,
1: and then yell,
3: WAKE UP! ALL YOU MOTHERFUCKERS ARE GOING DOWN! HILTER
4: SCOUTER BITCHES! (laughs) Carly is back, and he's out, and he's ready to rock and fucking roll.
1: <gasps> Just fucking running up and down the steps.
4: Now, am I crazy, or did he not get that loud enough? That one wasn't loud enough. That one wasn't anywhere near loud enough. How come, Earl? I thought it was loud enough. It was loud enough in here. Mm.
1: To us, it didn't seem. The levels are so far off here. <sighs> Living and working with Earl. Uh, here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on a fez. Am I, am I on with Ronnie B and the Asexuals?
4: You are. What can we do for you? Name is Fez.
9: You got to take in the tweaker effect in... Uh,
4: meth
1: heads?
9: Rural town, where the people don't even come out till it's dark.
1: There are a lot of country meth heads.
9: That's right, the meth head. They all got their own recipes.
2: Yeah, but if you hit
4: uh, a meth lab, you can pull up the whole fucking place, take out 20 meth heads at once. That's true. Mm. See, I like the thought of killing each individual. <laughs> Why? By themselves. I don't. It just seems more like an entire town was murdered. Well, wouldn't it be if, you know... You dropped a bomb on them? It would yeah, it would still be the same wet thing, but it would not have the same effect oh, if like someone went house to house and each person was stabbed to death. I like to mix it up. I blow up one house somehow and then just, you know, get my own. You uh, know, if it was a movie you'd have to do it
1: that way. Yeah. They would just go, Are you going to stab again? You've got to wrap something around her neck and hang her.
4: <laughs> that does spell for a reign of terror there. Where you don't know which way it's coming from.
0: And now, back, back to the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Ron Dog. Comedy it 99.